Hello, everyone, and welcome back to We Bought a Mic for part two of our best albums of 2022. Mm-hmm. We did a whole part one where we went through the first half of our top tens. Yeah. So we're jumping in right in the middle. It's now top five. It's one week later. We agreed to wear the same clothes and mm-hmm. get haircuts, but just very small yeah. ones. And not listen to any music at all. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Nothing. No music allowed. My yeah. name's Ernest. Um, my name is slowly starting to get the hang of this music thing, Hunter. <laughs> slowly? How slowly? slowly? Uh, I'm about like, I would say halfway in. And honestly, who would have guessed that we wouldn't have been able to fit this all into one episode? I never would have predicted it. Should have bet the over. It's never happened before in my life. Don't worry. I live bet to get out for my my. In the past week, you hedging. did fly out to Vegas and back. Yes, yeah, I did do that because it was one week's time. See, I bet the per half totals, so I, I went either way. <laughs> ah. I'm Drew. Uh, I'm Danny again. Hey, fuck it. How's it going? Yeah, good. Doing pretty good. Yeah, fuck it. Chilling. Are you like, were you almost Daniel today? And you're like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm Danny. I mean, yeah, I want to feel like I'm young because Death Cab's already out of the way. Yeah, so, so now I'm like, hey, yeah. like, ah, here's something for the youth. I'm Danny. Now. Put on like your hundred <laughs> Gex shirt. <laughs> How do you uh, how do you feel about the first half of the list? Uh, I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. I think uh, the top half really had a lot more oomph for me. I th- I think like this is like the cutoff mark of like albums that I like obsessed over. Okay, I'm excited for this top five. Um, Very so excited. Please, people, listen to the first half. What are you are you psychotic and just jumping into the top five? What the fuck are you doing? I, but if you are psychotic, the order we decided on is. Me first, then Danny, then Drew, then Hunter. So we're just going to continue that order right now with my number five pick, which is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. You have to save it. By Kendrick Lamar. It was a big hip hop year for you. Uh, yeah, you could say, you could say like you could call him a hip hunter. Ooh, you can't say hop, that. Hop, you- Ernest, you can't say that. And also, we should reiterate uh, for listeners, if they did just jump into this and this is their first time listening to a Listomania episode, that if one of us has (laughs) if one of us has an album higher than the other one, then we'll save our discussion until whoever has the highest. Not caught up on the lore of Wabam. Ernie, I'm fully taken over for you. Don't worry. I'm the guy tuning in for part two for the first time ever before part one being like oh <laughs> guy you know walks what, into like godfather so part two and it's just like yeah i think i can catch up <laughs> i'll get the gist Danny. ernie all right oh um, what about you mr morale oh yeah. yeah okay i don't know i will say it but i can save the discussion if you have it as well because it's weird um, what? <laughs> it's it's like it's a, a, I have King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, but I have Ice, Death, Planets, Lungs, Mushrooms, and Lava. That's the album. But, okay, but if you have Omnium, Gather them higher. We can save the King Gizzard discussion. Okay. We'll save this we'll, fucking band. We're we're, we're saving the I, jizz whiz jizz for later. That's why I was like I had to you know check with the judges here. Wow. So we cool. can save the Gistober talk for, okay. for another time. Well, but. Danny, you'll be very happy to learn, though, that now we can talk about always. Wait, <gasps> no, no, no. Hold on. This means that his entire top five is King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard albums, King right? Wizard yes. King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard, Lizard, 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 Lizard,
Just okay. making sure. We'll okay. Save, yeah. Always. Blue Rev. Do you have you guys listened to much Always before this album? Yes. I, yeah. I'm, I'm. I feel like they used to be big like ten years ago. Not ten. No. I would say five. five. Okay. Yeah. Um, as just socialite. Yeah. As just super super solid indie pop music, basically. Like they they dropped with Mary Me Archie. It's this duo, a guy and a girl, and it it popped super hard on like the indie charts. Um, the duo. They're on the record with like AV Club. I remember reading back then saying they did not want that to be their music career. They made this music like on a lark and then it happened to get very popular. Um, Blue Rev to me is like this proves that they are like musicians on top of having really, really good pop sensibilities. Shit gets crazy on this album. Yeah. Like it's this album is fucking phenomenal. It is so it's it's everything I've ever wanted from them. Their music has always hinted at like shoegaze, for example. Yeah, it's like dream poppy, like yeah. Very- it's it's always like had like elements of that, but then like really focused more on the pop. And this album gets into it. It gets into that. It gets way more into synthy stuff. It like we're talking like time signature changes, key changes, just like everything. They're throwing fucking everything at you, and it it I don't know. It makes me happy. It sounds like like they've been wanting to do this the whole time. But you can all, you like, I think like you couldn't tell, like as an average listener, you couldn't tell that they were messing with time signatures a lot. No, no, no. Cause it's still really catchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. still all really catchy. I think like a lot, I think like some of these songs are like the top, like indie rock songs of the year. Yeah. Um, specifically like Belinda says is one that I really yeah. like a lot. Pharmacist is like an excellent opener. Yeah. They're, 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 they've always been an awesome band. It's just, yeah, this, this entire album front to back is like a step up to me. Uh, I didn't know it was getting other love, but apparently it was really, really high on Pitchfork's uh, Mm -hmm. top of the year, which is almost surprising because they were known as like a really straightforward indie pop band. But that's because this album is, is different. Like, and that's not talking shit about their other stuff either, because it is really solid albums, but like, oh my God. Um, this was a late riser for me. And if I listen to it more, it could even, it, it could be higher because, uh, I, I can't name anything that could have been much better, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, when it comes to like rock, it was, it was one of those albums that like, isn't an auto include for me. And like, the only reason I kept it at 10 was cause I didn't spend enough time with it. But every time I listened to it, I was like, damn, I really like this album. I really need to mention it. And it's like, I can't just keep it in my honorable mention. So I put it at 10, but at the same time, like it's really well done, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I love it a lot. Yeah. It just, it gets, it gets deeper into other little sub genres while still being indie pop. Like there's all, there's like psychedelia going on almost like the way that they do like repetitions of certain parts, like really quickly. It's just, it's a lot, uh, while still being close to what it, uh, you know, while still being accessible, I guess. Super solid. Mm-hmm. Blue Rev. By Alvaves. 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 I will definitely be checking it out. What you got? My number five is, I think Ernie mentioned them earlier. Ramona Park Broke My Heart by Vince Staples. Let's go. Let's Um, go. Yeah, I I had this at at six. At six? Okay. So I had a little bit of a come to Jesus moment uh, (laughs) uh, earlier this year. And I think I realized that Vince Staples is just one of my favorite rappers ever. Like, I think that that's just fully where he's at with me, that I think that his self-titled album was number five last year for my list. And the thing is, this album is better than self-titled. That's the thing. This is the best album since Big Fish Theory. I think I actually might like it more than Big Fish Theory. It 
is in the running for like his best work that he's put out yet. Whenever you're talking about yeah. the balancing of the lyricism, the production on this fucking thing, um, kind of the balance again of striking with hip hop. It's the same thing. The JID album that, that striking of like saying something deeply personal about your life. He's using Ramona Park almost like as a person, Ramona Park broke my heart, but he was born and raised in Ramona Park, California. And kind of talking about this, like very, like he, he has a lot of resentment towards where he grew up and like kind of how it shaped him, but also like he loves it so much. Like mm-hmm. he knows that that is what made him him. I think about the line in uh, magic, which is the poppiest al- song on the album. It's the most played song for a reason uh, where it's uh, daddy handed me a 38 and told me I was special. And then the ad lib, cause I am <laughs> like where it's just kind of, it's this, uh duality of like i came up and all this this hardened me and made me who i am and like i'm breaking free from that but also like this is still the armor that i was born into and i'm going to fully embrace this where i came from um his lyricism and his uh cadences are just kind of better than anybody else is doing it right now like i just think that he is one of the greatest rappers alive I love this album so much. I was actually the only one of the four of us that did not have his album last year on, on my top 10. Wow. Yeah. You guys, the three of you all had his self-titled on there. And I like that album. That was one of those instances of like, you know, I'm going to give my spot to another album because I know that you guys like that album. And this year, I was going to do the same thing with this album that I did last year. But then I kept returning back to it. And I, I had it in the back of my head. I was like, I should... Give that one extra time before the podcast. And I've just been listening to it over and over again the last couple of weeks. And it you are right. It does feel like the culmination of so much of what he's been building up to. It seemed like it, you know, post Big Fish, uh, Big Fish Theory. Yeah. Um that that was like this new era for him and he had shifted into a higher gear, but it seemed like he hadn't quite found what the culmination of that was going to be. It seemed like last year with, with self-titled was some type of culmination. Cause the thing with FM is like that album was like barely 20 minutes long. Yeah. It's and, well, I mean, and self-titled is like 23 minutes. Exactly. It's That's also, it's, it's very short. FM Ramona is like Park, more experimental, Vince, uh, self-titled is more of like kind of that good production solid, but this is the culmination of everything. Yeah, this is it's, a full on 40 minute album. This is a, this is a, a, you cannot have the caveat of it being some type of half baked unfinished thing. Like this is a complete thought and damn, it works so well. It's just this perfectly produced hip hop album, the flow, the, the, the vibe, like the production, it's all there. This it's as far as like, I, I, it was hard for me to flip this with Mr. Morale. Like I, it, mm-hmm. it's almost a toss up, you know, cause I ended up putting Mr. Morale higher just because that, that seems like a much more kind of weighty introspective look at like who Kendrick is. And, and we'll get into that in a second, but this one, I just liked listening to this one a little bit more. So, it was it was almost like they're just kind of sharing the same spot there and each one could be higher than the other. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I love this album. It's such a good listen. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> this was a late riser for me just because I don't know if you guys have ever had this. I know I'm asking you as two fucking King Gizzard super fans who are like, no, give me 18 albums a year. I have a thing with artists sometimes where like, I listened to the last album that you just put into. And I put a lot of like my heart and soul and like really like listen to this thing. And then you put on another album like six months later. I'm like, Not I, don't quite. If, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. Yeah. Like, let me sit with one album before you like give me a that second. Kinda, one. That's kind of why I never really dive deep into this album at all. I, well, this I'm album. So this album came thing. out in like yeah. March. This album came out early this year. Yeah. Uh, and Still stewing of, off the last. It kind album. of sat on the shelf for me a little yeah. bit, where I listened to it a couple times. I was like, "Oh, this is good. I'll come back to this." And it just kind of sat there for a while till the yeah. end of the year, until like the last month, month and a half. And since I fired it back up again, I cannot stop listening to it. Like it's kind of just been a thing where it's just every day. I'm just kind of like, well. I could listen to this thing or I could just re-listen yeah. to Ramona Park again. It's so good. Just just to shout out a couple of the tracks. Uh, I Free the Homies, uh, When Sparks Fly, Lemonade, um, Rose and Street. then Rose Street. Yeah, that's the penultimate. It's Love, 16 tracks. Trust what's that? Us, what's that? It's It's a great one. Yeah, love it. Ramona Park, Broke My Heart by Vince Staples. Hunter's number five, my number six. We're up to number four. Back to me. Woo. Uh, this, this, we're starting to get into the area where it's like the top five for me are kind of like you. You could make any of these the best, the mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Like it feels silly to order these because I'm just like so into every single one of these albums. But I had to order them in some order. So at number four, I put Skintifia by Fontaine's DC. You're gonna have to save it. Yeah. Oh, he's he's shushing me. I you just got shushed. Oh my sh- God, shut the fuck up, Danny. <laughs> number four. Uh, I'm not sure. Idiot. I don't think anyone's gonna have it, but my number four is Toro Imoa's Mahal. Nice. Didn't, didn't, didn't listen am, to this one. It slaps. Uh, I think like all of I can speak for everyone here that we all respect him as like an artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. his last album made my list. Yeah, but like outer piece. Yeah, outer piece. That was a while ago. Twi- three yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. This this album, listening it from front to back, is like the the album cover is like him in front of this like funky looking car, and when you listen to this album, you feel like, uh, what's his name? Chaz Bear is giving you a ride in his car and he's just playing music for you and then like stops the car almost to like play something for you, you know? And, uh, it's, it's, a it's like a psychedelic masterpiece is what I feel like. It is. It's, it's so good. It's, he's, he's, I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but you know, the album Chaz Bundig meets the Madsen too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's had the psychedelic in him, you know, like that's like a heavy psychedelic album. You know, because pe- people hear Tommy Moi, they might think, you know, like, oh, like indie pop rock type. But yeah, no, he he has a lot of uh, variability in his music. He's done a lot of different things. Yeah, he. I mean, he does a really good, good job in this album. And I I listen to it like out of respect instead of like eager to listen to like what it had to say. Um, and then after I listened to it, like, so this is actually Mitzel's top one or two is oh, hell what yeah. she was saying. And, uh, 
sucks to be Odessa right now. <laughs> <laughs> to paint a picture, the first song is actually with Unknown Mortal Orchestra. So like it it starts off hot and he, he takes you on this journey and it's like it feels like you're literally just taking some soylent with Chaz in a car oh, yeah. and you're listening to music, driving around with him. Throughout the album, it's him starting the car, revving the engine, um, the car doors opening and closing, the radio like frequency sound. Like it's just like you constantly just feel like I feel like this album should have a cinematic component with it. Yeah. Uh, th- th- that's just kind of kind of Tyler the Creator esque a little bit. I think so. That feel, yeah, like it's it's such a good album. Or the, it, the song Oakland by Childish Gambino. Yeah, in Oakland, <laughs> Oakland. Yeah. Um, my highlights are Days in Love, which is the last song. The Loop is like a really like fun jammy. Uh, obviously, like it's about him like not being in the loop, but he uses loops throughout the song. Ooh. Yeah, um, Clarity, Postman. It's just a fun, jammy, psychedelic album. I really recommend listening to it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised listening to it. I, I literally only listened to it because it's like, you know, this guy, I know he's one of the goats right. when it comes to like making music and jamming, but he really put together a really nice project. Mahal. 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 By, by Toro y Moi. Toro y Moi. Uh, that is... Denny's number four, Drew, number four. This is my old man album, um, Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever. Yo, <laughs> dude, I had to take this off my list. Unfortunately, it was on there until it wasn't. This album rocks. It rocks really, really hard. Endless Rooms. It's one that like it made its way back around into my rotation where like, you know, it had like a second life. And I was like, God, front to back. I think it's my favorite of their albums so far. I think there are three full ones. Um, Just fucking phenomenal band. The reason they make me feel like an old man, I don't even know how old these guys are. I would imagine they're like maybe in their 30s, like max. I don't think they're actually old. But anytime I listen to them, I become like I, I say to myself, man, the fucking tone. Yeah. That fucking tone on that guitar, man. <laughs> the placement of the microphone on the <sighs> and that bass, man. That's so warm. Like the I start carpet s- underneath the drum yeah. kit. I start saying shit that sounds annoying. Like when I listen to this band, because that's what it's all about. Like the the main character of all of their songs is the lead guitar, and it's not doing like crazy shit. So in that way, it almost reminds me of some Arctic Monkeys, like especially old Arctic Monkeys, yeah. because Alex Turner isn't a physically gifted guitarist. He just has the best ear in the world. The brain. Yeah. Um, they are closer to Mr. Kevin Parker. They yeah. have a Melbourne. Geographically. Very Australian. Yeah. Um, borderline don't understand what they're saying a lot of the time. Um, they also, the vocals are mixed down because they know that they don't have a good singer. Uh, either guy that's singing. Not very good. And that's fine. Um, because they it is so phenomenally produced. I, I, I couldn't name a thing out of place. Like the drums, the snare has the perfect amount of pop. Like they'll, they'll ride the crash in the right, uh, in the right part. And then they'll switch back to hi hat. Like, it's all just like, it's like Tim Duncan. It's all yeah. like fundamentally <laughs> sound music. The, the way it shatters. Tim Duncan yes. The way it shatters. One of the best songs of the year. Yeah. And it's like fucking rocks it. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, it's one of the only songs on the whole album that uses a synthesizer and it's like, and it's mixed way back into the mix during the, you know, the main riff. 
Um, otherwise, this album is is really just yeah. riding on the guitar and the bass mixes in perfectly where you can hear them both super clearly. They have distinct voices uh, and they work together. It's just it's just really, really, really good music. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of Japan droids. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a kind of a good if Japan droids had more people because Japan droids is only two yeah. guys. Yeah. And yeah. was less punk. Yeah. Yeah, it's because there isn't a lot of punk, but there is there are songs with tempo like like the way it shatters. Um, but it just like it's it's in, more in like the realm of reverby alt rock. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just they they just work together. Like it sounds like a band that plays together a lot. You know what I mean? It sounds like they practice a lot and they come to their songs naturally, like the way Ch- Tenacious D does, where yeah. they're just recording their jams. And picking what sounds right like that that's what i get when i listen to this band like they they just hey you should check out um king gizzard and the lizard wizard okay. if you like that if you like that kind of song yeah. if i don't convert you after the third year putting them in my top 10 i don't know if i know we can still be friends how many how many beats a minute are we talking per song on this there's 21 Depends. albums they like something they do it all from zero to 120 take your pick I, and they're australian yeah. I, I should the aussie i should love them I think there's something wrong with me. I th- no, it's okay. Th- you'll get, you'll give them time. I think give this year is the best year to start because <laughs> when it, the album hey, they released Drew, this year, I know it's hard for you to commit to like an hour of listening to an album. Would you like to listen to 18 of them? Because that's how many albums they, you know why I year. don't actually, they have 24. Just, you know, the yeah. bias I have against them is in 2013 or, or early 14, we were at a, a party with Ernest's like hipster ass coworkers at this pizza place you oh, worked at. Nice. And it was the Bonnaroo release party. And, and yeah, and this Boy, guy and this guy was they were like at the bottom of the list. <laughs> and this guy was like, King Gizzard and the what the fuck is that? And then we saw them <laughs> at everyone Thursday laughed. night at a Bonnaroo set that like, I don't know, like seventy-five people were at. <laughs> There was just no one there. They they were literally the first, like they were the second line last year. That's that, how big they've got. Hell yeah, bro! I'm happy for them because in theory, I, I like I like that kind of music. Yeah, I've just never. They, I love that they're the new string cheese instant. They're not even close. <laughs> oh. Let, they're lettuce. No, not even. No, cool. Close. They're fish. That's that's great. Well, that, they might be that big. That's- Endless rooms by Rolling Coastal blackouts or rolling blackouts <laughs> coastal fever that's not ernie's ernie's coastaled out right now <laughs> off that fucking busy uh it's actually a white claw oh. damn so <clears throat> get it right bitch love this album it's literally my number 11 it's so I, good. it was on my list they're and so I, good I had, to, I had to make a call i just i have a thing for reverb guitar yeah I, I can't help it. All right, Hunter. The, which which hip hop? I just want to say. Back? I just want to say real quick. The album cover is a, a photo of a house, and you can just tell they fucking recorded the album in that house. <laughs> it has that feel. Anyway, <laughs> number four, Hunter. Um. So similar, to what Ernie just said. Now my top four, especially all four of these albums, have been number one at some point throughout the year. So like at this point, they're all kind of interchangeable. My number four, we're going to have to wait on. Um, it is Vaxus Act 2 colon <laughs> Window of the Waking Mind. Wait. So what we're going to wait. Yeah. Vaxus Act 2. Yeah. The um, Vaxus Act 1 was last year. Act 1 came out in 2019. You dunce. Fucking it was moron. on all three of our lists. 
It was your number zero, I think. They were like, this has to go above an integer. He wanted to have its own podcast. Um, Hold on a second, because <laughs> Coheed is coming to Florida. Aren't they playing like one of those like Daytona? That's because Speedway the, Fest. The only place that yeah, Coheed fans live is Florida. We're going. Um, they're always here. They're li- they're here every <laughs> fucking year. They won't go away. Here's remember- the thing. Let me fucking get, I'll, get I'll the just, fuck. Everybody shut. Uh, Ernest, nice. Ernest, cut off all the mics. Cut off all the mics. Let me get out here. Turn off all the mics. Let me just preach here. Um, so, guys, here's the thing about this album. Is that Coheed fucking reinvented themselves yet again. Hold they on, did it. Cook. They they fucking did it. And to be honest, I think this is Coheed's most accessible album that they've ever made. Ever! And, and I think that they have made... I, it's their most accessible album in that they fully embraced pop punk. Like, they fully kind of embraced this, embraced this new pop punky sound that's bringing in all new fans that have never listened to Coheed and Cambria before, but they did not lose what made Coheed special in the first place. I, mean, I need, I and need to be honest. I respect Hunter enough that I listened to this album. And I didn't hate it. I didn't. They, I, I actually liked it. I thought it was a really cool, like story, like storytelling album. Like it was really. Did you cool. have a, a coworker that said this was the greatest album ever? <laughs> it wasn't a coworker. It was a friend of mine that Did I you? played video games with, and okay. he told me to listen to it. But then I was like, "Hey, my friend Hunter really likes them." And so then I said, "Oh, Hunter, what about this?" And album? I was like, like, "Hey, I love it. Is he yeah. single?" And then Hunter <laughs> said, "It's only the fourth best album of this one year." I no. So I I have this here just because I. Well, you for didn't want to say yell at you too reasons. much. Yeah. Um, I didn't <laughs> want to be bullied in uh, Ernest's garage oh, as we're recording this. Um, no, I. Hunter, this, this is, is your like, moment. Very... Do you want me to grab the Top Gun? No, uh, it's actually. Yeah, can you grab the Top but Gun? No, poster for real. For me? It's, actually, it's, it's actually a pretty good album. The band, uh, I think I read somewhere online that their influences for this album were Nine Inch Nails and Tears for Fears, which sound insane until you actually listen to the album and you're like, yeah. Oh, I can actually I can hear it like I there is definitely. there's a lot of 80s pop to this album. But again, it's not losing the bite of like what makes Coheed special. The tr- final trilogy that the song that the album ends on um, Ladders of Supremacy Rise. God, uh, I can't the, the <laughs> Rise stop, stop. Tom Neonasha and <laughs> Window of the Waking Mind. He's right here. He's right here. It's okay. Tom, it's okay. my emotional support, Tom, uh, um, are just like. It's some of the best work that Coheed's done like the last 10 years. Like it truly is just something where I talked a friend of the pod, Colin, and I have had talks before where especially (laughs) before their last album came out, we were like, we don't want to admit it to ourselves because this is like our favorite band. But like, is Coheed entering? Are they entering the Fall Out Boy zone? Are they entering the legacy band phase? We had this talk with each other I, I still, of like, I are still they? Think they're too niche. Are they? Well, not even that. No, but I mean, like, do they suck? Not do they? Not necessarily do they suck because they're still. I will say, I've seen them live now. I think eight or nine times. They still fucking rock and roll live. Yeah, but like, did they, they put on yeah, an incredible but did they show. Lose it in but, terms of new shit. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, have they lost what made them special in the first place? And. They had, they, home. they had a little bit. Welcome home. They had a little bit on their last album. <laughs> that was their and first especially, song ever. No, no. Let Ernie, cook. I told you to kill the mics. Kill the mics. Kill Drew's mic. Don't let him talk anymore. Especially on this album. They've really shown that like 
I think that they're setting themselves up for the next, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. Like they are bringing in this whole new fan base. The best part about seeing them live the last time I saw them is there was so many like youths there at the show. There were so many kids who I could tell didn't grow up listening to Welcome Home. They don't know what the they fuck Welcome Home is. Fucking, they don't know their dads did. They don't know what the fuck oh, sorry, like. Am I still muted? Were they TikToking? They don't know what any of the, like the like. Oh, cool! You listen to fucking they like, Guitar Hero three. They like they don't because they think that when they hear Claudio's voice, they think it's one of those sped up songs on TikTok because <laughs> his voice is so fucking Shout high. Out to Steve Lacey. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't like uh, you don't like good good sopranos good eye sniper yeah you don't like you don't like tenor ones um and the thing is that they just they found a way to reinvent themselves they're bringing in this whole new fan base and it's not losing it's not like it's not fallout boy making uh centuries where they brought in a new fan base but they're kind of pushing out some of the old elder statesmen they're still finding a way to nail this juggling this balancing act to make both things happen at the same time and i'm so happy for them it was seeing them live you could just tell how happy the band was claudio uh started playing keyboard on this album started playing synth and like he was just like at the show that i went to he's like guys i'm gonna do something that like i've never done before live and they like busted out a synth and he just started like ripping on the synth at the show and let me tell you i know even if you aren't the biggest coheed fan in the world uh drew danny Ernie, um, I'm if the you, only one to actually listen to if this you, from these. Humans. No, Danny, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, we, we're if you ever go, have a we're chance, we're gonna go on a field trip. If you ever have a chance, if you're at a music festival, if you're ever just like they're playing around you and tickets are cheap and you aren't the biggest Coheed fan or you don't really know them well, see them live. It's truly like even if you don't love the band, it is like one of the best live band experiences that you'll ever see in your life. Like they just know how to fucking rock and roll live. And it's, it's just the best. It's gonna, so good. I'm going to tell the, the, the YouTube audience right now. I know, I know you're among the fence yeah. out there. One of comment the below. Yeah. I know you're out there. There are dozens of us. <laughs> if no, we all like coheed we would have more listeners because those people are fucking monsters you know <laughs> like they they find the coheed people yeah and I they're they're watching pivot. it's like juggalos guys, here's the thing do you guys want to be famous because we could pivot this into a coheed podcast yeah. right now do we have to put the album by album break the thingy on every thumbnail yeah can you put the keyword the, key- <laughs> the thingy <laughs> the triangle with the circle hashtag claudio Mm-hmm. I I honestly I feel like if we did put that on every thumbnail, our our views would just skyrocket. You knew that would because it's it's the right kind of niche. It's like it's like almost like Lynchian, where it's almost been like parody too much. Have been like, oh, you've got like the Kohi type fans. We'd have to talk about like just them and then like video games. I think because that's like the it, it's like Kohi is like pop punk for gamers. I think. For like hardcore, you say that as a non gamer. Yeah, have you? Yeah, dude, I I like pop punk. <laughs> like like case closed. You know what I mean? All right, that is Hunter's number four. I'm happy, Hunter. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll give you. Here's a proposition. I will say that Coheed is good. If you let me not give you your fantasy football winning. So that is $250. I'm going to go ahead and say that I would rather you just be the heel to my life 
and I'm just gonna resent you forever. And my dying words. It's to you better be content like, for the. Podcast. I would. I would. I, no, I would rather give I, him two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> easily. I, uh, easily. I, for if you like, just listeners. I'm. If I can just give you a couple songs to just give it, give a shout out to. Uh, raise, rise, Nyanisha. Parentheses. Cut the cord. Um. <laughs> Liars Club is incredible. Oh, don't make it easy. A disappearing act. They're don't. cutting his mic again. <laughs> no, don't cut my mic. Don't cut my mic. No, 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 no. I'm cutting <laughs> Drew's mic. Oh. <laughs> just I those are just a couple songs. Give them a listen. Uh I think that they're it's good music. It's good rock and roll music. They're saving rock and roll. I'm letting you recommend the songs so that he doesn't interrupt. Drew, Drew here, everybody. Drew's <laughs> stealing no, a different don't. microphone. <laughs> God, this is exactly what I told Gaia was going to happen. I was like, Gaia, they're going to bully me. Drew's going to talk over me the whole time. And Gaia, like, (laughs) she rubbed the small of my back. Yeah, she's like, she was like, honey. She's like the wife. uh, She's like the wife from the Jamie Taco sketch. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, guys. Honey, you did incredible. I gotta get out. Putting that, putting them at number four. You know what would do that, Hunter? You know what? I love my wife. (laughs) I'm Jamie Taco. (laughs) You're you're Jamie Tacoing me right now. (sighs) Man, I can't. Ernie, what's your number three? (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Okay. Okay. Wait till you find out that uh, they actually made three remixes to this album, which are going to be filling up my top three slots. So. Okay. Did they really make remixes? Yeah. Uh, they did an acoustic version. They did uh, instrumental. They did a what if uh, cats sang all the instruments. Oh, cats. A Meow Tom, the Jewel Tom style. Cooper's cats? Parentheses cut the cord. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number three. <laughs> top three. God, I hate you both so much. <laughs> We're gonna so, go you see guys are work. in my suicide note. I want you to know that. And guess what? At my funeral, Coheed's on the funeral mm-hmm. playlist. You're so you guys gonna... have to fucking listen to Coheed and Cambria as they're lowering what, my casket. What's that line? And walk now get in the ground. Damn. You know, I actually I have a counter at my house. It's like days since suicidal thought. And I'm going to have to reset the counter back to It's going to be... At his funeral, it's going to be their cover of Beirut by, what by if, Bastille. What if I cut it's this into... Beirut, not uh, Pompeii. Uh, Pompeii. Yeah, whatever. A Pompeii. Beirut. And it's your your dead eyes are going to be open. It's going to be open casket. And then like when it's like, and if you close your eyes, and I'm going to shut your eyes with my two fingers. Bye-bye, beautiful. <laughs> what if I make... What if I cut this into a TikTok and it gets like triple the views of the Lee Pace video. There are dozens of us. Everybody, I want you to militarize. Yeah. I want you to Proud Boys this podcast. <laughs> it is, and it is the Proud Boys. Whatever right the, because the Lee Pace got the gaze, the, whatever the opposite of gaze is. <laughs> the neck beards. Andrew I say somebody's uh, documentaries about the Coheed fans. <laughs> Can he go to Oh my god, this what, band if, rules. what if he goes he goes from like Trump rallies to the SS Neverender, the Coheed and Cambria cruise? The cruise. <laughs> Dude, Andrew, take me with you. Come on. We could do I a could be, on the road. 
Well, Bam on deck. Well, we'll, Can we, yeah, we'll Bam on how deck. many competitions do I have to win for all of us for me to buy you tickets to the SS Neverender and us take this trip together? If you if you bought me a ticket, I would go. You have to you have to go to the concert. How much is it? How much is it? I don't know. How much does a cruise cost? Like fifty bucks. Like no, seven, eight thousand dollars. I don't no, know, man. It's I, usually in the five hundred to thousand range. It's probably something like I think it's something like. Usually that. they scam you into buying like an annual pass. Why wasn't your honeymoon there? Like, why didn't you go there for your honeymoon? We're holding out hope for the uh, oh the, the, New Zealand the Fallout trip. Boy cruise. Oh, so really? it's got Coheed Sunny Day Real Estate. Like that's clout. Motion City soundtrack clout. Animals as leaders. Psychedelic. This is the, this is the cruise. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how all these artists are lesser than Coheed and Cambria? I know. They're all opening up for Coheed. Taking Back Sunday was there last year. Um, Dude, it has Max Sabbath. The the Black Sabbath cover band that dresses like McDonald's characters. Yeah, Max Sabbath. <laughs> they're they're cool as fuck. I'm not you're joking. Li- Wait, yeah. no, you're lying. That's no, that's not. a real no, thing. Look yeah, it up. Max Sabbath. No, Max Sabbath. no, it's not. No, yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. they kind of kick ass. <laughs> they do kind of. Own. It is after 10 they, p.m. Do so. they change the lyrics? So you can say whatever the hell you yeah, want. Yeah, there's no way. Okay. Okay, number three. Number three, boys. Vaxis Act One. <sighs> Act Five. Okay. Cool. My number three. <sighs> You know, we like to be elitists. Mm-hmm. We like to be musical supremacists Thank on this you. podcast. We like to tell people what they can't and can't like. I'm. Are you about to pick Beyonce? Renaissance. Yep. Beyonce. It's Have a great album. This is an incredible work of musical artistry. It is a journey through dance music. Through all the decades from the 70s to today. It is an ode to Donna Summer, to Georgia Marauder, to the origins of electronic dance music. It's a fucking banger. It is it is the definition of an album that you have to listen in order from track one to the end. No shuffle, no skips. Every song flows into the next and it is a nonstop dance party. It is fucking perfect. It is so well made. Holy shit! You weren't very high on it when you first listened to it. Me neither. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I don't think any of us were. It, yeah, was, it takes a well, minute to sort of. It's not the type of music that I think any of us are inherently drawn to. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I like some dancey stuff, but not not this type of dance. If I was making an album of like the top ten objectable. Ob- objectionable like top 10 best albums of the year then this would be on the list because i admire this album i think more than i love it if that makes sense and maybe yeah. i just haven't spent enough time with it i um, problem. i went on a long vacation this break mm-hmm. went up north rented a car in massachusetts and when driving around massachusetts in the rental car all i could think about putting on was this album it is if you're going on a road trip, if you're if you're feeling that kind of travel vibe where you need to groove something to keep you going, when you feel like your your soul is about to get broken, right? <laughs> you won't break Ernest's soul. Uh, this is you this is the album. I'm I'm going to think about this this when I think about this year, I'm gonna think about this album. Like it's just burned into. It is intertwined with memories of two, of 2022, mm. and I 
I, I quote it all the time. It is the lyrics are weird. She's trying to be like cool, but she's like an old mom at this point. She yeah, it's she, like a weird humor. She's trying to, that. to remain for the gays. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it, working. Yeah, no, the, I mean, there's 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 a charm to that to someone who is aging, still trying to to feel like she's part of the youth. Um, I don't know. There's something charming about that. And I think she, she, she nails it. It doesn't feel disingenuous. It doesn't feel icky or anything like that. Cause the whole time you're listening to someone who is operating at the, the very peak of her talents. Like she has not dropped off one tiny morsel, one tiny bit. If anything, this might be her most successful album in terms of like delivering on the promise of just being a nonstop dance party. Like, Maybe it doesn't have the craziest, you know, most most introspective lyricism or the most varied dynamic sound or the most kind of like pushing the the genre of pop into different directions. But just on the promise of like a great fucking dance album with top shelf production quality, you you can't get any better than this. Renaissance. It is. By Beyonce. No, it's really good. I haven't. It, it, I had a similar initial reaction to it where I was like, yeah, this is definitely objectively very good. And then uh, my girlfriend was playing it a decent amount. And I, the more I listened, the more I was like, you know, this is, it's not just objectively good. It's also just good. Like, mm-hmm. it's also just, it's super listenable, like front to back. Yeah. Um, Insanely I, 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 easy I probably listen. haven't had quite enough time either, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm not surprised that it's up there for one of us because it's just super great. Just just try to play it from track one. See how far yeah. you get into it because it, it pretty much the entire first half of it is like one long song. Like it just feels like it doesn't stop. Like you don't feel the the beginning and the end of of every song. Maybe towards the end, uh, the the back half a little bit, you can you can feel that a little bit. But man, just mm, perfect perfect flow. All right. Number three, Danny. Unless hip-hop boy wants to jump in, my number three is Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes, See the Future. Wow. It's not on my list. There's definitely some tracks that would be on my favorite songs of the year, especially Walking. I mean, Walking is... Walking is my song of the year. God damn. That that, is a perfect track. Someone just shouted this out in our our, um, group chat. I think it was Dane. Yeah. Shout out, Dane. Yeah. Um, let's see. It it uses a sample from a jazz song in 1973 that like singing the ah like that's mm-hmm. like Denzel. Obviously, as you can see, he went deep with this album. As soon as you jump into that first song, you know what kind of album it's going to be. Um, he he really and I want to specifically talk about the extended version, which has like. It has a bunch of remixes at the end, which are the, it's called the cold blooded soul version. And it's, it's a minimalist version of it that it, it takes away the trap beats and strips it all away. And it, it's just him with like very minimalist in- instruments, which you can actually see some of the songs played at his tiny desk uh, concert. Um, this album has features and production credits to T-Pain, J.I.D., Slow Tie, Kenny Beats, Thundercat, and JPEG Mafia, like to name a few people. Yeah. Um, 
It's a look inside Denzel. He talks about his relationships, his mental health, and concern for his friends who are like still in that struggle because he's from Carroll City, which isn't like the best neighborhood to be in. Um, uh, like Walking is just like a phenomenal song, though. It the the chorus on its own, like that second half of it where it does like a little beat switch and it's he just starts going. Mm-hmm. It's just an incredible like fucking like song i just i respect it so much it was way up there in my plays well i mean also you brought out the dissectisms earlier on in part one where we were talking about the jid album but Mm -hmm. how that song is like walking is like a metaphor for moving through hip-hop's history with starting with this like 80s old school hip hop and then we move into this like 90s kind of flow and like his flow and the beat is changing with it as the song is progressing is so fucking cool and as that like that as the tip off of your album if anything I don't know at least for me the whole album didn't deliver on the promise of walking because walking is oh. like such a perfect well, song that's like how nothing can really like match that energy but I I don't think I've spent enough time with this album. Yeah, to I, I, mean, I think that that's one of the problems is that I like a lot of songs on this, but I haven't spent enough time with it, like track one to track. The the other songs I listed out here, like for listeners, are Zatoichi, Troubles, Troubles, Melt Session, which is the first song, and then Smell of Death. Um, Zatoichi is just about a blind Japanese swordsman and his like. It, it, it's crazy when you watch the video because it's like that's the story he's telling and. After watching that video, it kind of made me realize that like Denzel, I feel, is going to go into the Vince Staples realm. He's really going to get into that like artistry and like be much more than just music. So I'm personally excited to see whatever he comes up with next. Um, Troubles with T-Pain was another really good song. Troubles and rules. I, I love that. It, it had that like nostalgic feel uh, with T-Pain being on it, but like also Denzel giving his own spin on it. Um, even with T-Pain's like ad libs, like get on my dick. Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's a great album. I really enjoyed it. I just think, um, he really gave it his all when it come, when it came to, uh, him just showing that he's much more than just a hype rapper, you know, Mm. like it, it really gave you a deep dive and it was very personal. And the reason I ranked it so high was because it's, it's just a huge step in the right direction for me when it comes to Denzel's growth. He's going to be, yeah, wildly successful. Like, yeah, yeah his career is going to be nuts. He He's very, he's super hardworking and he always gets better. I haven't given this album uh, more than like a cursory listen, but it's great. Same. Yeah. But I respect your opinion. <laughs> and Christ. i will i will ernie was somehow more disrespectful to denzel curry than he was to me during coheed and yeah. <laughs> I don't know especially, how that happened. especially when you consider he was pissing okay. for like half of your <laughs> spiel oh denzel curry <laughs> i will i will give this this album another shot yeah. i i didn't i didn't really get into it during the year but i've seen it on a lot of lists it's, it's good. It's climbing up. Yeah, it's climbing he's up never the been bad of the year. Yeah. Even yeah. from the jump, he was good, and he's only gotten better. I, I like the guy. Denzel Curry, melt my eyes. With a Z. See your future is Danny's it is, You said three. the cold-blooded version of this. The cold-blooded soul version is like the stripped-down version of it. And it's like without the trap beats, it's just him. If you watch the Tiny Desk, he plays five of the songs from the cold-blooded soul version. 
and it's super cool like it's really cool to listen to it's much more like soulful and like uh like i don't i don't want to i don't want to say catchy but like i don't know well it's got that tiny desk yeah. vibe yeah tiny you know desk. a little looser yeah a little groovier it's nice all right drew number three <sighs> what you got we're probably gonna have to wait because it's nilufer yanya <laughs> yeah no we're gonna have to say that <laughs> oh this album <laughs> so have you heard of her I wrote this down. I were, those, were those words painless. or sounds that you just painless said? Painless by Nilly for yeah, yeah. I this know. is a good album. Yeah, this is a give us give this a little bit of sitting. This is a fucking this is a phenomenal album. Um, the the two comparisons that I'm going to give you guys to for a quick sense of what it is because what it is like ostensibly is like it's it's sort of just like indie rock in a way, but like minor key it's it's more serious than not serious it's not happy music i i would say it's like the more up-tempo uh king cruel songs which i'm a gigantic fan of uh whenever he gets a little bit quicker because that he he has a tendency to be way too slow dom sofa um exactly uh (laughs) production wise there are a lot of comparisons to in rainbows Okay, a right. lot. Okay, right, you you have my attention. You have my curiosity. Um, not quite attention yet. I yeah, I don't almost say, I don't say either of those things lightly. Those are two of my favorite things. Period. And she, this is a solo artist from you can guess by the name from the exotic land of England. <laughs> so it's nil you with the umlaut. Yes. Um. Yanya. Yes. Uh, so uh, most of the songs on the album are, are up tempo. The guitar on most of them, it almost it has a really a sound that always grabs my ear every time. It's 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 almost as if there is an amp plugged in but barely on. So it's like crunchy but not in like a a distortion way, um, which I you don't hear a lot. It's it's really unique to her. The drums are very uniquely produced on every single song. It, it almost draws from like drum and bass music, which uh, hit harder in England than it ever did here. So that makes sense. Like early 2000s, sort of like, but like not quite that fast and way more organic sounding. Not It doesn't sound like a machine is playing the beats, but it, it gets to that point at some points. Um, her voice, because like we're, what we're getting is like, you know, I'm talking about guitar and drums and then also much like I said with Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever, incredibly produced bass playing as well, which matters a lot to me if we're talking about like more traditional like band setups, even though she's not a quote unquote band. The bass interacts with the guitar in a perfect way. It sounds so distinct from everything else, but it works together with everything else. Um, it, that's that's another reason I compare her to King Cruel in a way because she's a solo artist like him, uh, but the production is flawless, and every part merges together as if it's just a band that's known each other for their whole life. Um, it, it it's really really special to me. I don't even know what she's saying most of the time. It's even worse yeah, than it's ro- vibey. It's even worse than Rolling Blackouts in terms of like understanding what she's saying, but her voice on top of the instrumentals I'm describing is really, really interesting. It's the last type of voice you would describe, especially when you, this is like, this girl's like our age. This is like a 27 year old, like British girl. 
Um, and it, she has such like a, a, it's almost like deeper than you would expect. Like it's a deep, like um, dynamic vocal performance throughout the whole album. She does a lot of double tracking and beyond that. Sometimes it sounds like there's like four of her singing uh, at the same time. And it's always the exact right moment to like add that there's like a whisperiness to her voice that, that adds to that almost, almost a rasp, but not quite it. All of this is working together to create something really, really special to me. Um, this is like the most stoked I've been on a completely like out of left field artist in a long time. Um, because I, I don't know where she'll go from here, but this album displays a level of mastery in like every individual component that is pretty rare to me, especially for someone who has not been heralded at all yet. Um, I don't even remember where I found her. Probably the algorithm. Because I was recommending this album a few times yeah, I, by Spotify's algorithm. I think it was in this this music critic that I really like has like, he has like a hodgepodge playlist that he just throws everything. The pitchfork guy? Um, uh, yeah, uh, Jeremy Larson. And that that playlist itself, I couldn't recommend to everyone because like tons of the stuff in there is just like, it's just everything that he's listening to that he likes. Um, but every now and then you'll find something like this. I don't know what pitchfork like writ large like as a publication thought of this album but this album is fucking unreal uh and it's it's track by track great like it never dips it it, it no filler it, it just rules like i'm really i'm i'm excited to find someone like this because i think that uh i don't know it, it it's it feels like finding a diamond in the rough i'm really i'm stoked about her yeah the the most played songs are the dealer and midnight sun yeah, I, I think those are the ones that are recommended the most. Uh, what the need? Oh yeah, no, Midnight Sun is Stabilize. I'm. Assuming. Oh yeah, Stabilize. Yep, um, that's another one. For sure. I I think Stabilize might be w- the one that's like it's it's more down tempo and it sounds really fucking interesting compared to the rest of the album. Um, it's not like indicative of the rest of it, but it's it's incredible. Pitchfork did give it an eight point four best new music. Hey, wow. let's go. So there you go. Yeah, that's uh, Painless by Nilufer Yanya. 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 Yep. From the same realm as Yard Act. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you're describing it does have me interested. Whenever you first said that person's name, I didn't know if that was like a, yeah, a took, guttural a reaction that you were having. <laughs> like It sounds yeah. like it you're saying it sounds noises. like you're saying a normal name backwards. Right. Um all right, Hunter. Number three. Um, I don't know if we're ready to talk about it now, but uh Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. We got I had it at five. We gotta wait a second. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. So we're slipping on back around to top two. Top two. Here we two. are. My number two is gonna have to wait on it, but probably just for a second. A light for attracting attention by the smile. Number two. Okay, so we can talk about it. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, this is basically the closest thing we have to a new Radiohead album. Yep. And therefore it is incredible. It is. It is Johnny Greenwood and Tom York giving it their all. And Tom Skinner. Uh who who is that guy? He's the drummer from the Sons of Kemet. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, he's doing fine. He's doing a, a, a fine job. <laughs> but this is this is Tom and Johnny. Yeah, really. There, there's moments on this album where it feels like new Radiohead from a moon shaped pool, 
And there are moments on here that feels like old Radiohead from uh, In Rainbows. Yeah. It's like crazy. Okay Computer too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it's really good. This is a great album. It's, yeah. It's, it is, it's in the, the block of albums that easily could have been my top 10. Uh, I mean, they. I, I feel like they knocked it out of the park with this thing. It, this is their a, their first album. I don't know if they're going to do more or if it's just like a one and done thing. I really hope so. Might it, be a them crooked vulture situation. It <laughs> sounds like a greatest hits album almost because yeah. every song is a hit. Like for me, the um, like the later Radiohead albums, like there were some skippable songs, and this one was just a consistent um, like album that just kept you like wanting to stay and find out more really cool thing is like um there's actually an interview with tom york and he talks about why it's called the smile and it's not because like oh i'm happy it's a smile it's the smile that someone gives when they're lying to you and they know they got away with it wow so i love that that's like the theme for the whole album which is really cool because um it has like a very eerie sound yeah like throughout <laughs> spooky yeah a little it's bit. very spooky yeah. it's um it it's just well he so we haven't gotten a lot of radiohead albums yeah. in the 21st century it's been extremely sparse um especially you know after um the King of Limbs. The King of Limbs was 2011, and then Moonshade Pool didn't come out for like five years after that, and we haven't gotten one since. Yeah. Um. So in that time, Johnny Greenwood has scored music or movies. Mm-hmm. He's uh, done some of the best movie scores ever. I mean, he, you know, you can go all the way back to something like Phantom Thread or There Will Be Blood, all those uh, PTA collaborations. But even more recently with things like Power of the Dog and Spencer, like the guy is working. And Tom York has kind of done a little bit of the same thing. He he worked on the Suspira remake with <laughs> Luca Guadagnino. So I think they're bringing a lot of that expertise into this album. It feels very cinematic. And especially with something like the Suspiria soundtrack. I don't know if you've seen that movie, the Suspira remake. No. So that movie is, it is a horror movie, but it's not like an in your face, spooky, like scary movie. It's, it's this more eerie, like mm. it's a tone piece. piece. Yeah. It's and like almost like the witch. Yes, yes. Yes. But if the witch was like three hours and in, uh, it had Berlin. way more characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. I no. I'm glad that you mentioned it. Cause that's the biggest thing that I had for this album is that like, this is a no skips for me in that I just, whenever I put this album on, it's a track one and listen through because I think that this, every song feeds into each other in a very cinematic yeah, way. And the do. way that you want to like fire up a movie and like, you in, know, exactly. jump in, a, in a bonus way. But I feel like a lot of the songs still stand on their own. Um, and that's yeah. why I I enjoyed it too. And that's why it was ranked so highly for me. You know, my rubric, you know, right. scientific. We all know. Yeah, scientific. Proven. It, it's, yeah. You also took it from me in the mid-year draft. Yeah. And I have not forgiven well, you. Well, now you took it from me in this draft. Cool. Well, we have it at the same. I know, but still, you, I was just like. <laughs> you announced like, it first. I was just <laughs> like, me too. You know? Um, but it, it, it feels very raw. It doesn't feel like. Uh, like really overproduced. Right. Um, the eerie elements are really cool. Cause it's like you, you feel like it's like a, like a tenseness. And then all of a sudden, like Tom just, it kind of opens up. It takes you into like yeah. a moment of relief, which yeah. is like really cool. Like throughout the album. Um, it's, it's just, 
I don't know. There's there's something really really special about the way they balance the sound on this thing. Like, like it, where it just it it catches those moments where it is very kind of atmospheric, and then it hits you with like that sound from something like Body Snatchers off of In Rainbows, mm-hmm. where it's like whoa. I did not know Tom York could still do this. Still got it. This is an old man like, at this uh, point. What's still, the, um, we don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah, the second yeah. to last song. Uh, that, that guy is going hard on that track, dude. Yeah. And then obviously like a bunch of unique instrumentation, which is what you can expect. Very odd time signatures throughout the album too. It's uh, a song that really stood out for me. Thin thing, that yeah. beginning like mm-hmm. riff, like the, he just, Oh, it's so good. Uh uh, you will never work in television again. Speech bubbles, skirting on the surface, which mm-hmm. another one I really liked. Yeah, um, he, that song almost sounds like the main theme that he wrote for Suspiria. It is oh. very, very similar. That kind of droning piano uh, that sort of just kind of haunts you throughout. Um, I, I don't know. They, there's just so much great work on this album. I wonder what they're going to do next. We always wonder if there's going to be another Radiohead album. I, I don't know. I'm happy that we got this. I feel really, really blessed. Yeah. And I feel like um, he's almost like bound to something when it comes to Radiohead, even though like they always push the needle on stuff. Yeah, this is more low key. This this yeah. is very like I can do whatever the fuck I want kind yeah, of thing. No pressure. And that's what like I really enjoyed about it. He really like took it. That's why for me, it felt like vintage Radiohead. Yeah. You know, it felt like something he could do whatever he wanted. There was no, um, we are Radiohead. We have to submit like a very, you know, cohesive record. This was just like, I can do whatever I want kind of thing. And that's what I liked about it the most. Um, Lee, if you are listening to this point of the podcast, this is us telling you, you have to listen to this. You know, I was going to get us tickets to go to Atlanta. And she was like, I don't know if they're not going to play any Radiohead songs. Oh my god, bro! It's still Tom York. Oh, it's it's Tom and Johnny. You gotta go. This is like the one band for me that got away. Like, so I, as you know, I go to a lot of concerts. I've gotten tickets for everything except Radiohead. I've never been able to get Radiohead tickets. There, I mean, it's been like half a decade. Who knows? I was going to say, who knows if you will ever at this point. I, I mean, One like, day. I really wanted to see The Smile. I hope they end up playing some festivals this year so that I can go see at least one of them. But uh, everyone's just like, oh, The Smile's amazing live. And I'm like, well, it must be nice. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Great. Light for Attracting Attention. Phenomenal album. Vintage Radiohead. Chef's Kiss. Mm. Tom York. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Thumb. Thumb. Yeah. Thumb. Thank you, Johnny. All right. Numero dos. What you Drubles. got? It's, it's Kendrick, finally. Let's get to it. Mr. Morale. It's not his fault that he used to be better, guys. I can't hold it against him. Well, hold on I mean, a we have this all. Hold on a second. Three of us have this in our top five. No, you guys can hate all you want. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a good album, personally. I, you, you have it the I, highest out of anyone. I, so you have how it can one you spot say, above me. I, how can you say fine. that he used to be better if it's your number two album? That's year. what I'm saying is like it's it's doing it. His past a disservice to call a couple of his past albums tens. They're above that. Like he has made albums that I would put up there with any album ever recorded in that the are history like of music. The be- well, I mean, they're easily you'd say just looking at it, like, oh, he's made what two of the five 
greatest or at least most influential hip hop albums ever. That's like right. that's. What do you do with that? Like, what do you? You're comparing yeah, it to like God. That's tier. why this album was so hard for me to put on my top ten because like it's, it's hard. It's it's objectively a really good album. It's great. Like honestly, I know that. But when I look at Kendrick's discography, "To Pimp a Butterfly," a perfect ten. "Good Kid, Mad City," very close to it, nine eight. And then like I think this is like either three or four for me. Uh, depends on how I'm feeling, but it's. It's a really good album. It's very like introspective. It really yeah. it, We learn a lot about mm-hmm. him. It tears yes. you apart. It like really tears you apart like listening to it. To it's the po- not your to the point where like yeah. it can be difficult to listen to some of the tracks on here at some points. Yeah. And like I say that because I think that this album does do the thing where it's trying to have this balancing act of I'm going to more than any other album that I have even mentioned so far, like we're going to like play therapy sessions for you live for you to listen to. I'm going to throw, I'm going to fucking unleash my soul to you right now. And to the point of like, I don't even really care if there's repercussions against me because it's me telling you like how I truly feel and like just laying my guts out on the table for you. Which he has, he has never done up to. He's never done. Like as famous as he is, it's the whole thing of, like you start with good kid, you're just this this kid who grew up. You actually broke the, out the, the origin city. story. Yeah, I'm here. I made it. Uh, to pimp a butterfly, which is like, it's not a savior complex album, but it is him saying like, I am the butterfly. I am the beacon that you can all look to, and then damn, which is just kind of like deflecting off this of like, oh no, I don't. I like. Who's going to pray for me? I'm, I know I'm you're all looking up to me. And now this album is just saying, like, I'm not your savior. Like, do not idolize me anymore because I am just as broken, if not more than all of you. Yeah. And that is one of the things that's so fucking beautiful about this album. It's I've listened. I've honestly I've cried to Mother I Sober multiple times while listening to it. that song. It's Let's just go. like it is truly like. It's one of it's the most journey. emotionally effective songs. And I mean, there's that there's few tracks on here throughout here that are just kind of difficult listens, but there are still also bangers. Well, there is the still entire, father time. There the is entire still disc the two because it is a double album, mm-hmm. right? The first disc goes from the opener to purple and hearts. And then disc two starts with count me out all the way to the end. Mm. And that disc two is full of, tough listens yeah. like that's when it gets real yeah he, part part one i think is is like the kind of what, easier that's yeah. the n95 that die hard which is a chronically underrated song just an incredibly fucking catchy banger of a song that never really caught on yet um father time of course rich spirit which is just so fucking catchy uh, there are so many yeah. he is his most underrated skill is how good he is at picking beats and finding hooks on the beat um, because there's so much else to praise with what he's good at, but like count and me switching out, switching up his voice, count me out is one of my favorite songs of the year, and that's just like another song on the album. I know you can count me out. <laughs> yeah, I um, think Savior really stood out for me. The Heart uh, Part Five is also yeah, which wasn't originally even on the album, yeah, but yeah. it's that good. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say one of the biggest mistakes of the whole year was not originally having that on the album. That was an insane thing to do. 
It like I, but I also understand why it wasn't on the album because it fits in the album sonically, but it doesn't fit fit in the album narratively. Right, with what he's yeah, trying to say. For sure, I know, but I, put put that is one of maybe like objectively one of his five best songs ever. And yeah. you great video. You too. have it's, to you have to just put that as part. The video of it. is really good too. That, that has to be a part of the package because it's takes. it's too good mm-hmm. to not. It's it's too good to be a free floating single. You know what I mean. Um, so I'm glad he, he came around on that. But, but yeah, this this album is him letting people know how fucked up he is. And he mm. hadn't really done that before. Everything before this was talking about how he, you know, where he came from, where he stands within, like, the overall narrative of what hip hop and, to. like, you know, yeah. kind of black men in music and, and in art and, you know, his faith, his relationship to you know, how he sees America. There's all these themes that he has touched on throughout all these albums, but he had never really talked about like who he really is. If the, like if you were to go from the very bottom of America to the very, very top, there's no way to not end up being like a weird guy. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a moment on good kid where he talks about how his friend got shot and killed. And he didn't feel like there was anything really separating him from his friend. Like yeah, that like, could have just been me. Right. Like he easily could have taken that bullet and his friend could have grown up to be a musician and a, and a rapper. Yeah. Like there was there was nothing inherently different about him and the person that he yeah. lost. And I, I think that's why I appreciate the album so much is because it's I don't it's it's saying the part that so many other people are scared to say like loud is that like yeah you just end up like being this weird mishmash of like experiences and viewpoints and opinions that don't all quite even make sense together um and he's comfortable with that at this point because like you said it's there's a lot of therapy in this because yeah. he's been to therapy like he it's it's he's very it's real- a post therapy mm-hmm. yeah he's he's very realized you yeah. know what i mean like in this form and i i really you know regardless of like agreeing with everything that he says or not i really really appreciate that and i think musically it comes out too like it it feels like a very synthesized version of him well i mean it's just it's one of those things that once again like in every album he has found somewhere or another to unleash a lot of his personality and what made him him and kind of like the emotional unrest that he's dealing with like i mean good kid obviously that's a whole kind of origin story about his life to butterfly from kind of the emerging metaphor of a butterfly but even something on a song like um uh how much a dollar cost like talking about a story and then Duckworth on fucking damn a story that he'd just been sitting on about how his dad almost died yeah. at the hands of it's his a, now it's an origin of an origin yeah exactly of his now producer but once again he just kind of found a way to all of those songs and all of those albums are just kind of they're like movie versions of his story in a way they're always looking for like what is the cinematic element to my to my origin story to my tale to my mythology and this is like putting the the curtain back yeah exactly this is to the point where we are hearing a therapist voice talking to him i don't know if you guys have ever been to therapy but there's a lot of kind of building yourself up 
and then kind of investigating what are you building up and why are you putting these defense mechanisms yeah. in place in front Which of you? Which is kind of the experience of listening to this And that's album. exactly yeah. what it is. And we're just slowly tearing apart get the layer by yeah. layer by layer to the point where, like I've said, like, it's not always the most enjoyable listen to album track one I to mean, track ten. Dude, like we cry together. I never listen to that. <laughs> it's, it's I will tough. always skip We Cry Together. It's I'm a sorry. fucking tough like, That's listen, not what to put on the playlist. <laughs> yeah. You didn't fire that up at your at the Christmas party? I thought that I heard I that on the queue. You know, I tried, but... You know, I thought people, that you and Lee did a dramatic reenactment yeah. of We Cry Together. As, um, as raw as this album is, it, there's still a, a, a voice in my head that reminds me of what Bo Burnham did last year with Inside, mm-hmm. where it's like, there is the performance of raw. Like you get the feeling that you're supposed to get when consuming a piece of art. That is a deliberate choice on the artist. Right. And he definitely had a breakthrough and he definitely went through something in the lead up to this album, but he's still the same Kendrick that we've known this whole time. A Kendrick that very, carefully makes his artistic choices and very carefully creates the story and the narrative of his albums. And the way that manifests itself in this album is very interesting because he makes some very key choices like putting baby Keem on here or, um, uh, what's, what's that one guy called? Um, Kodak, Kodak Black. Kodak 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 Black. Yeah. Kodak. Incredible song. So, so there's some meta narrative shit with yeah. what the subject matter that he's talking about with his fears of cancel culture and all these things and putting someone like Kodak on the album. He's making a statement. Mm-hmm. It's all very deliberate. He's not making these choices out of left field. He's being being very considerate about that. And when you get into the second half of the album, especially a song like Auntie Diaries, like he's not – just saying shit to say shit yeah like he's not just saying random words in the studio and saying like yeah that'll make a good song fuck it let's go with it it's all very it's all very deliberate choices and the feeling that he's trying to get across is of a journey to self-discovery and to understanding that we all think things that are fucked up and we all struggle to get to a place in which we can understand that we may be wrong and we may think things that are wrong and we can't fix ourselves until we understand those things about ourselves. Yeah. I, I mean, I think auntie diaries is kind of the, the most blatant example, which again, I, I would never, if you were somebody who listens to Auntie Diaries and you are offended by it, you are fully entitled to your opinions. And I would never, I would never try and diminish anything that somebody else is listen, feeling if towards you, listening if you to you listen something. to Vax's um, too and you're offended by what you hear, <laughs> I can't blame um, you. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to flip-flop these because Vax's, there's no controversy on that except for the Amory Wars. Don't even get me started on the Amory Lots Wars. Lots of controversy there. Um, no, but like down to the one of the things that was a big controversy whenever this album came out is like not just the saying of 
like F slurs and auntie diaries, but the misgendering that's happening. And it almost kind of feels like you're in the mind of a child while watching this and you can't kind of keep things straight of like what's happening around you. And you're just kind of taking in all these sensations and you're now reflecting back on this. Like it is kind of all going back to this on the couch session type it it is cinematic in its own way it is trying to express something with like it's not like real like looking back at his childhood and how yeah. he was like seeing these things happening in real time well i, I would say and, it's it's less a childlike mentality and more just like things you're not supposed to say out loud and things you're supposed to keep to yourself to try to figure out yeah. in your own head i also want to draw the distinction between because i've seen multiple people online uh, compare this album and particularly that song to what Dave Chappelle has been up to in the past few years. Oh, not, hell no. Not the same. Dave Chappelle has comedian brain. And so he is obsessed with saying the things that people get mad at him for. That's not what this album is. This album is just acknowledging that those things exist. Dave Chappelle cannot stop talking about trans people yeah, specifically because people are mad at him about it. He can't stop. It's uh, but and, 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 and Dave Chappelle also, is like an icky thing too. Like it's kind of like, it's gross. Like what well, he's trying to well, and also I never, the, I mean the biggest issue with it is that the end product is suffering. Yeah. Like the comedy, the point of it's comedy funny. is be funny <laughs> and it is no longer funny yeah. because he doesn't the, like the, one of the biggest aspects of comedy is timing and he can't, drop it yeah Um, i this this album is not suffering from that from those same problems like it's an entirely different subset of issues um and yeah and like you said it's it's him working through a lot of things and not not having good or bad intentions just trying to make music that reflects where he's at i think that there's also there's something to it where like this album i just kendrick in general it's almost refreshing in a way that there's something that's so not online about Kendrick. And I mean that in the way where like you listen to a song like N95 and at surface, it seems like an anti mask song. Like it seems like what the fuck is cancel culture dog? Like all this kind of shit. But like when Kendrick says like, I'm not online, I believe it. When Donald Glover says, like, I'm not online, I don't read the internet, I'm like, fuck off. I know. Like, I get you the fuck definitely out of do. What the like, fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you are the most chronically online celebrity that we have. Like, what are We've you all seen saying it, right now? Like, he just, he just means he doesn't post. But, like, yeah, so you just snoop on shit. He but, like, scrolling. Kendrick, Kendrick, I fully believe, is not online. Yeah, like, he truly is just like, yo, this guy got canceled because of some shit that he said 14 years ago. He's like, yo, what the what fuck? Is that even what, mean? yeah like what are you saying canceled yeah so like he, he's still selling stuff and people are buying his things so what does that even mean like i think that that's kind of the struggle that he's trying to get through i have i remember we talked about this a little bit whenever we did our mid-year uh 2022 podcast that there was kind of some concern that this might be the last kendrick after sitting on it and kendrick kind of makes the last TDA, studio TDA. It's the last TDE. I have no doubts that Kendrick's going to be making music, um, which is great. I'm glad. I can't wait to see where he goes from here. This feels like, I mean, it quite literally does end in a breakthrough. So we'll see where we go from here. Mr. Morale and the big steppers. By the way, has anyone seen the Amazon Prime live concert? No? No. What are you talking I'm about? Not. Shut up. Uh, he he live stream his <laughs> tour on Who Amazon. 
Hey, it was on Prime Live. Shut your fucking mouth. It's a great show. Oh, oh, so you're just giving all your money to Jeff now. Jeffrey Bezos. Yes, we did it. Mm, Jeffrey Bezos. I will say Kendrick did say recently in an interview that he was really going for like a Bo Burnham inside type. Right. No, I get that vibe <laughs> for sure. His number two. Number okay. You honor. know, Bo Burnham has actually also said that he's not online at all. Yeah. He also <laughs> did say I'm not your savior. Um, okay. Number two, Hunter. Um, I think it's time. It's okay. Big, it's only 11. <laughs> no, I just wanted to wait. I wanted to build up the suspense a little bit. It's black Middy's hellfire time. Nice. Wow. Number two, number two. I forgot um, that someone mentioned this already. It was yeah. my number 10. This album is like a nightmare fueled prog rock musical. It's incredible. It's, it's perfect for what it is. It's, it's entirely just a matter of like how keyed in you so are to what it is. This because album, you, it's, it's flawless. Yeah, no, this album gets the award for, uh, Gaia's least favorite band that she's <laughs> ever heard in her entire life. Okay. How does she um, like a hundred Gex? Uh, because a hundred Gex is perfect sonic music. Uh, and I, meanwhile, post, post music. I put on this fucking carnival barker of an artist and she's like, listen, sounds of a listen listen uh and she was like what the fuck is this turn the shit off right she almost had like a visceral reaction if you can get past the fact that it Um, doesn't sound like your average music it's such a phenomenal album uh it's i mean it's my number two for a reason it's like i think that this this is why i wanted 15 this is, this album is why I wanted fifty. This album, yeah, you're right. We should definitely be here another like three hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm down, Ernie. After this, can we do eleven through fifteen, and can we talk about them even more in depth than we're eleven through twenty? And I'm in. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, no, I think that this album it it's so clearly not for everybody, and this album really took me by surprise because, to be honest, I wasn't a big fan of Cavalcade last year. That- um, I liked that album. I didn't love it. It just kind of didn't really strike the right nerve with me. But after Hellfire and what this album is capturing, the fucking vibe of this thing, it's kind of alternates between this like smoky burlesque jazz club to just like chaotic blast beats that are just kind of enveloping you in this wall of sound that's just beating the it's not even like it's not suffocating you it's more like beating the shit out of you until you pass out that drummer is absurd it's i'm thinking the like have you watched like live shit like oh it's insane it's absurd because i almost had a feeling while listening to it that was like is this like a through the fire and the flames thing where they're like speeding up their songs or something like that it's like oh no they're just actually doing this live um sugar slash zoo the 32nd note arpeggios that are having it is insane the shit that is happening uh and then the same thing can be applied to their singer uh giordi greep um who what 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 nationality are they they're british british yeah Yeah, i think they're british i'm pretty sure they're uk Um, ernest ernest what does that sound british (laughs) (laughs) can you say can you say the singer's name for me ernie I, I I don't have it pulled up. Okay, go ahead and pull it up, and then uh, tell me what the name is. Uh, um, my, but my song like the abrasive, like the race is about to begin. Uh, so that's that's my favorite song, and I wouldn't recommend starting. Okay, with that, okay. Um, but- Joe Joe the Grape. 
Hey, yeah, that's good. That, honestly, that's the grim. best that you've done this it, entire. It sounds day. like um a rolled doll character. I feel like Johnny Great do a British the, accent. The next guy is named Gabrin Picton. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like reading the Liverpool lineup or Morgan what? Morgan Simpson. Okay, that's the right. band. That's right. black. Band. He's just on like oh, yellowpages.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lock midi. Um. No, so yeah, the, the race is about to begin. The race is about to begin is my favorite song. That um, what uh, Jordy Greep does the way his spoken word is delivered on the final verse in that song is faster. It's like the fastest that I've ever heard words spoken in my entire life. It's it weird. Is, it's weird how he can do this and not rap. Yeah, no, but it's all spoken and like it's still like you can understand what he's saying the entire time, despite the fact that he is speaking at like a billion miles per minute. I I don't know why, but like so this band was posted a lot on Indie Heads and yeah. so I just I don't know why, but for some reason I classified them as like the same. I do this a lot where I like think bands are like the same and like. So I pretzels th- is the same. I thought that Black Midi and uh, man, what's his fucking name? The guy that just released Bronco, Orville Peck. I, thought, <laughs> I thought they were this. I thought they were the same person, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'm not." In- you could not get <laughs> more nah. different because Orville Peck has that like black like thing in front of his face usually, and so I was like, "Black Midi." I know, yeah, but the sound, the sound. Oh, that's so different. Like, it's so different because I like listen to it opposite. in hindsight, but like. After listening to Black Midi, I'm like, yo, so like my very, uh, like my friend from Miami, he's you like just very, them. he's very into like obscure music. And he was like, Black Midi, Black Midi, Black Midi. I'm like, you'd fuck off. Or Is this the Peck same sucks. guy that thought Baxes was the best album ever? No, different guy. Different okay. guy. The the guy that like I'd Baxes, like to meet both of your friends, I don't, though. I don't want to admit where he's from, but he's from Alabama. So probably the cool parts. Um <laughs> I want to I want to ask real quick. Have you guys heard Black Midi's cover of Love Story? Yeah. 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 It's super fun. It it's rules. so good. Yeah. It rules. Yeah. They're cool. No, that's the thing. Like I this album has made me go back and reinvestigate Cavalcade and I don't know why I just did not respond to that album whenever it came out, but there's something about this that just it sucked me in whenever I was I like first listened to it and it kind of just hit me as this wall of chaos and madness in a way that like i have not heard a prog rock album sound before it has this like musicality to it it's a concept album it's this album about like the characters that you'll meet in hell and we go from like seeing like these the people who are betting on these like 600 pound boxers fighting each other to uh uh like a uh, uh what do you call it a brothel owner yeah. uh and the defense which is just a, truly a beautiful song that we're just gonna throw in here is like the penultimate song to this whole album that has been full of chaos it's like a showtime it's, carnival that like mars volta put on it's it's really like i don't know I, I don't i didn't know how to describe it when i first listened to it i was like blown away at like how much, how weird it was, but that I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was very odd. And I feel like they should be so much bigger than they are. I will. Yeah. But also their music, like how many people I'm listening. This is my number two album, but like, I think that 99% of the people in my life, I would be like, yeah, no, you would not like this. Uh, but it's, it's <laughs> like, 
I feel like they were on a lot of lists when it comes to like like publishers and stuff. Like you know, like all the articles mm. and stuff when they were doing their top tens. Like Black Midi was up there, like along with like Big Thief and like um, Black Country New Road. Like all those stuff were like that was on everybody's list, and so I really thought they'd be a lot bigger than they are because like no one knows them. They have three hundred k listeners a month. It's yeah. just it's which hard. Is nothing. They're they're just not. They're not accessible. Oh, they definitely aren't. And um, like the yeah, I've I've sort of realized that these lists don't have the power that I thought that they did. It's because music is the most subjective art form. Like it's yeah, just, and, and music no way to quantify music criticism it, really. is like dead. Yeah. Aside from like literally, Anthony how could you say that? No. Are you saying Stones. what I do for this podcast is fucking I know. dead? Are you, are you dead. saying I would never? Are say you saying that. bad things about the publication Rolling Stone, which only puts out like very heartfelt and unique <laughs> forms of lists? Beyonce and number one, Verano Cinti number two. <laughs> you know, Come Rosalia. <laughs> Rosalia number three. <laughs> that is a good album. I'm not going to cap. Um, Those are all good albums, but it's like wh- Rolling cool, Stone. So is there's just no fake, soul. These are our there's top no tens. Soul. Rolling Stone has tens. no identity. But it's like, how could you put the most basic, like the three <laughs> most popular albums, as your top three albums? Cool, like yeah. the ones that like. The yeah, no, was it Midnight's to? was number four and like Harry's House is like number <laughs> no. six or something? Rolling so it's Stone like, is, oh, so it's yeah. just pop. Rolling music. Stone is, is cool. deeply I mean, unserious publication. They don't they don't mean shit. They have no they have no direction. They have no they fully voice. Given up. They have mm-hmm. no meaning. They're nothing. So did you they deserve to, to be this album at all? Shot. Black Midi? Yeah. Uh no. But I love Cavalcade, so I gotta give this a this, shot. Give you'll, this a you'll shot. love this. This is a yeah. This is I think better. Yeah, it's this is an awesome album. I would say one last thing for the listeners. Um, if you just wanted a taste, because maybe a lot of people are gonna hear just us talking about this and just gonna be like, "Nah, that ain't for me." Maybe and that's fine. Uh, I can, I that's can fine. drop in a couple little um, uh, little snippets. I'd say welcome. Welcome to hell is a good place to start to kind of drop in, and that's like a little taste of like. Can I get into like this very, or not? It's a taste. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, can I handle this or not? If you can do welcome to hell, then you can kind of get ready to dive into the more crazy craziness of all of the, this. The racist that's about to begin is just such an abrasive song that just makes you feel like fucking all sorts of emotions. It's just like, like you're getting blasted constantly. If you ever like listen to music and you've been like, God, I wish Harry Styles sounded more like a carnival barker. Then Whoa. Black Midi is the artist for you. Don't spoil Don't your number that. one. Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no, we already know his number one. If you remember. It's MGK. Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's Black Midi Hellfire. That's Danny, Hunter's... you haven't drank enough. Hurry up. You, you aren't supposed to remember anybody's fifth. list. Plus the two tall boys ahead. Number two. Hunter's number two. And you're number one. Hey, we're in number one time, babies. Let's go. Which. All right. Welcome, everyone. You have now arrived. Thank you for skipping to this wait. part of the podcast. I can't to the wait number for this. One. You, have num- you have arrived at number one. Welcome to the church of our wizard, our king gizzard. Yes, sir. And the lizard yes, wizard. Sir. That's This is crazy. Number one. I'm happy 2022. for you. So you ch- which one did you choose? Omnium Gatherum. Okay. Um, it blew my fucking socks off the first time I listened to it. And I listened to it again and again and again and again. And every fucking time it hit. It hit every time. 
every time. And then they put out four more albums <laughs> after that. I think just, isn't it just three? No, it's four. Yeah. Four. Oh, it is four. It is four. Yeah. And they were all good. Guys. But nothing beat that first so, album that came out this year. They put out five albums this year, guys. For, so for me, my top King Gizzard album this year was... Uh, Ice, ice, death, planets, lungs, mushrooms, and lava. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, uh, Omnium Gatherum at the mid year pod we did was my number one because that was all they came out with. Right. But then Jiztober happened. And they dropped four albums in one month. In one month. And they popped off. <laughs> what is wrong with them? Yes. Those, those are all good albums. I think my favorite of Jiztober is probably Changes. Um, I like that oh, one. Oh, that a one's lot. a really good one. Yeah, I like Gond- that one a lot. I think Gandhi might be top three of the year yeah. like, in terms of King Gizzard what songs. What <laughs> what's your, what's your King Gizzard right top 10 of the year? Uh, I'd say King number one, Gizzard number two, Lizard three. Where the Lizard, remixes Lizard fit in three here. For sure. Okay. Um, Omni- the thing about Omnium okay. Gatherum is they put out a couple of different COVID albums where they were all recorded separately. Um, all their parts were recorded remotely and you could feel that it was like LW, uh, GW, whatever they were called. I think you shouted out like butterfly 3000 butterfly 3000 yeah. was another great one. And Omnium Gatherum is like, we are back in person, baby. We are feeling the fucking energy of playing it's the music. top gun maverick of music yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. It, no, it, it we're really back in the movie. We're back. So Omnium Gatherum for me is like a, a big like compilation of King Gizzard being like, what type of fucking music you want to hear? Because we can do it. A- anything. You know? And like, so they go- Thrash like, metal. We got it. Beastie Boys. Sa- yeah. Psychedelic rock. We fucking, we got it. Jams. We and got All it. of it. Like, it's just, it's an incredible album and to like- And the flow is just, it, you never feel like it's jerking you around into a completely different world. Persistence is a really good oh. one on that. Kepler 22B. Dripping Tap is- Dripping tap. That's is my the song, song of the year. Yeah. I'm being that is the best is song. The tap, oh. Fucking yeah. eighteen minute track to open your album, just dropping your balls on the table from the jump. Like this is what you're here for. There's a song named after your wife, Gaia, Gaia and Predator. X I am really Gaia. Um. So my favorite one was Ice Death Planets. Whatever. Um. There's actually a whole KEXP YouTube video about them performing that song live. That's what changed my mind about whether that album was, you know, my favorite or not. Because Omnium Gathering was my favorite until about a month ago. And then I saw the video and I was like, this album slaps. No, so then I listened no, to it. That's a great again. album. Yeah. And Iron Long is phenomenal. Ice Five is a really good one. Mycelium is like, Gives you fishing for fishies vibe when it comes to like what album that like, came from, um, and then changes like you said. Astroturf is a really good one. Gandhi is really good. Hey, dancing might be my favorite King Gizzard yeah. song this year. That that has like a parcels vibe to it. Man. It's it's yeah. like a it's like a very like in your face kind of thing. Like I hate dancing, but you're gonna dance. Yeah, like kind of thing. Um, for for anyone just listening, not watching, Danny is off top with these song titles. He knows them. Oh yeah, bro knows so, them. So I wrote notes. If you see, I wrote notes for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, but you memorized them for King Gizzard. I just wrote 
Jiztober was crazy. It was. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I wrote. It was You're like, crazy, I gotta remember dude. this one thing. I know all the song titles, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, dude. it was. <laughs> I mean, I I was sold on Omnium from the jump. Like I knew this so was, was my I. number one. I there there nothing even came close. The only thing that maybe came close was Renaissance and um, oh shit! I just realized what Drew's number one is. That's that's another album that definitely came close. I We're gonna talk you. about it in a second. I love you. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it it okay. There were a couple that came close, but this one I think just the the totality of it the 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 scale of it i mean this is a beefy this is a beefy boy this is an hour and 20 minute boy 16 yeah, songs like it's it's a heavy motherfucker it's still really good though but it it just like <laughs> okay don't even compare for a second listen Danny, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be mean to you. Ernest. Go ahead. You were kind let's to hear it. No 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 Ernest no, no, you no, were, no, you were kind to me for Coheed so I'm not gonna say anything. Thank you. I'll let you guys have your moment. I'm going to say, I'm happy as, for as, you. An, as a neutral observer, these song titles are just as annoying as Cody. <laughs> okay. The, gar- the Garden Goblin. The Garden Goblin cut the cord, parentheses. <laughs> Presumptuous. Just, it's, I, it's I will in- say, there's not a single goddamn Coheed song that came out that's 18 and a half minutes long this year, okay? But, so, but, but let me just God, say that. You Honestly, oh it God. deserves it. And dude. It's, one, listen to the fucking song. It is yeah. fucking amazing. It's it's not it's, it's not so good. It's not like listening to a three hour set from Fish. I promise you. It's it's a very short commitment and it's gonna blow your balls off. Yeah. Literally. Short, 18 minutes is shorter than any this TV is me, episode. This is you me watch. trying to pitch like people to go see Babylon. Like, yeah, I know it's three hours and ten minutes long, but like I promise you, if you can just get over that, then like you'll have a great time. The in this is, is 18 minutes. You don't even have to get over anything. Like it's <laughs> it starts it's off hot. Your it nipples, off hot. your nipples it are st- hard. It starts hot. <laughs> your nipples are hard for minute five. Let me and tell the you, bones are where their money. <laughs> Nobody can retain anything for 18 minutes. Trust. Ask my wife. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. If you if you want to take anything away from this, I would say live is way different. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm, I'm sure. That's, way that's the thing different. about King Gizzard is like this is live music. So, so just to paint a picture of where I saw them, uh, I saw them in Miami. But you know how there's a bunch of clubs on Miami Beach? One of the clubs in Miami Beach bought a random plot of land in Little Haiti, and they just host all of their indie rock shows there. They like, they love King Gizzard in Little and, Haiti, and for no like, dude, it was the biggest like you know gathering of random hipster guys from Miami that were all, you know how like people went for like Dan Flash's shirts? This is how they were going for King Whoa. Gizzard records. Yo. Like I swear to Christ, I'm not kidding. They were like standing in line for years. Drinks were like 17 a pop. But, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Jesus but, Christ. But King Gizzard slayed it for like two hours. They're playing in fucking caverns in Tennessee now. Like here's, <laughs> here's my final word. They're in, in cave. Not only is this my favorite album of this year, this is the definitive King Gizzard album. I think like if you if you need to be sold on this band, just listen to this album. You're talking to me right now. And you will get everything you could possibly want. The entire the, the full scope of the talents of this band is in this album. Everything they can do is encapsulated perfectly. 
it's it's an achievement. It's you a fucking achievement. You can't show this band to the average person, but since I consider you idiots to like music, I think degenerates. That, like it's just King Gizzard is a very hard band to show someone that doesn't like music. You have to like music. <laughs> Like, like in general. So he's still saying to King, and they're like, "Is this? Is this? Because there's, because there's, there's this. I don't know. What I mean is that you guys are, you guys are very like diverse in your music taste, right? I know. I like, like I hear them, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm. This this is. I currently have this album at 26 online. So maybe it, it is in my albums. Like I do like this album. That's that's you didn't talk like it was 26. Mm. What? We'll remember that. Yeah, for next year. Yeah, when top King Gizzard comes out yeah, with another eight albums. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, it just, it's it above feels... such hits as uh, don't don't do this. Do you want me to say what's in front of it because that might no. make you more upset? Harry's house. <laughs> I mean, Coheed is in front of it by a lot. Yeah, yeah by a lot. <laughs> well, Coheed. Uh, I could also listen to the Coheed album twice before listening to this album. So there's that. No, um, it's. It's it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I could listen yeah. to myself fart five hundred times before listening to Kohi. I if and, I could listen, listening to myself fart would be my number one of the year. No. You have now witnessed the glory of the gods of the Lizard Wizard Church. This is crazy, and it's funny because remember they were ten for me one year. Then they they only snuck it into like eight, and now they're at five. And now they're a one for me. Ernie, but the thing is, weren't if, you always this devout of a gizzard? No, no, no that's whatever. What I, I feel like you got indoctrinated, and I feel I, I, I have this. Danny to blame. This is this. me. I'm blaming 100%. Danny for all. Danny's a negative. Well, actually, hundred percent. Nathan and David were the first ones. Yeah, that, that they slipped me the first. The first. Dose. They were in the it. First early. They were in it like <laughs> early, early on the good yeah. side. Because I used to be the guy that used at the at the party that you were. Uh, talking about these to make fun. The yeah, that them? used to be me. I'd be, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" The I, fuck? you get that. And there's a lot. There's just a lot to make fun of with the band. You, yeah, they um, have a weird fucking name. But I promise. And, you, well, and like the fact that they're putting out a million albums every year. I'm like, I'm like, what? So I have to listen to all of them? You don't. That's I the know. Thing, that's what I'm don't. saying. Is I, I'm you gonna, don't. I'm gonna just do this one, and so we're gonna see how do it goes. Omnium gather them, and that's like the perfect introduction to. Who they are. I do like the album that you mentioned as well, though, Danny. I it's like Seven yeah. Nouns. Um, I like that one as well. I oh, uh, I, yeah, the Mycelium, whatever. Watch um, watch the, before you, li- instead of listening to the album, go watch the KEXP YouTube video about it. Here's, here's they the thing. They will fucking blow your balls off. The, the last, actual last, final word. This is literally like everything they've been building up to for a while. Because in order to put out as many albums as they do, they just have to riff in the studio. And they do that a lot on this album, I'm sure. But this is also like a culmination of so much. This is not just like, let's jump in the studio and figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Like, they've been working on this. And I think they did the same thing for Changes, too, which is why I like that one as well. I think I just naturally I, I I mentioned it before with the Vince Staples thing. I think that I just always have a hard time with artists who put out too many albums in short succession. Like for example, the Ty Seagal album that came out last year, right. Harmonizer, Harmonizer yeah. was my number five. Hello High came out and I have not listened to that album because oh, I'm like put out another one. I'm like yeah, I'm like he you puts just, out a fuck you just load. fucking yeah. put out one. No, like I'm good. I'm gonna give yeah. it eighteen let, months. Yeah, my let guy. me sit with like it. I let said, me sit with this. Jizztober was crazy, bro. All right. I'm happy for you. King guys. Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is my number one with their album Omnium Gatherum. 
Danny. You should know my number one. Number one. You had it, and it's, I told you to save it. Is it? Is it? Woo! Ha! Singing hallelujah. Oh Alpha Dude, Zulu I'm by fuck, Phoenix. Yeah, Danny, to be honest, I had this in my top five, and I just moved it out today, this, and this easily could just be up. This there. is Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix Reborn. It's, it's Phoenix. Dude, Phoenix did it again. They're back. Phoenix wow. is fucking back, yep. man. They're back. The French I haven't boys, listened to it yet. They've done it. That's you like, should have. You should have fucking peeked at his list, like me. Fuck you. I'm so Damn mad it, at Ernie. you for that. Damn it, Ernie. God, God. listen to no, it. No, next year That's private never, playlist. It's actually this year private playlist. You could you could go to jail for that. I, yeah, I you're listen, not legally allowed to, to do it. that. I don't think you can. It is, do it is after ten. So, mm-hmm. um. Dude, Danny, no, you go off on this album because I have a lot of thoughts. This album is fucking, it's so good. It's since this album came out, like what, November? I have not been able to stop listening to it. This it's is just, I just resort back this to, is to all we again. want. To this, call it Wolfgang Amadeus Reborn is like the highest. It's the best that, album that, since that, Wolfgang. Because that album is like, fu- like top. Like ever. It is, like and I promise you, it's gonna take. There's, there's two songs specifically that are very Strokes esque, like uh, from Art, like, Artifact. Artifact. Artifact is a classic Phoenix Strokes sound to it. That oh my god, yeah. I love that song. So I mean, much. if I really need to say more, Ezra Koenig is on a song from Vampire Weekend, and th- if that song came out ten years ago, that would have been overplayed to fucking death. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a phenomenal dancey album. We don't want anything crazy from Phoenix. We don't. All we want, <laughs> all we want is some dancey shit. I want Thomas Mars just with a soothing voice saying "woo ha." Singing That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want, man. My favorite song on this album is "All Eyes on Me," which is a fucking oh, "All Eyes on Me" rules. That song's so good. It's a dance party. It's it'll get the crowd moving wherever you are. It's just. Like the whole album, like it's just, it really, it gave me that nostalgic feel of like when I first got into indie rock and that's why like I really fell in love with it. It was like when Bonnaroo's lineup came out and I was like, oh, let me check out these bands. Like that feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be heaven on earth kind of thing, you know? And when I, when I found out they were making an album, I was like, I really hope this is it because- Tiamo didn't hit it for me. No, it was okay. Entertain, yeah, it was. There's like, like three songs on Tiamo that I really like, and the rest of the album does not work. Entertainment, I love that album. I ba- love that bankrupt album. or bankrupt, the, bankrupt. Bankrupt. Yeah, bankrupt. Yeah. I ba- love that album. Bankrupt is great, but this album is better. It is. I this agree. album is yeah. better. It's it's um, it's basically when they released that first single, identical. I was like, I don't know yet. I don't know. That was their first single? They released it like in 2020. I did maybe I thought that Alpha Zulu was their favorite their first single. I they, did not realize that. They identical released Identical was. for a movie like in 2019 uh, or something. Hmm. Um but I was like I'm not convinced yet. Alpha Zulu came out and I was like I'm still not convinced. Then I re-listened to it and I was like I'm convinced. And then uh that's when Tonight came out with Ezra Koenig and I was like this is going to be a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. And then Winter Solstice came out, and you're like, "Oh, what's this? I know Ooh, we're getting like atmospheric here. Like, yeah. what is this song? There's no, I, there's no like, um, like love, like sunset, like mm-hmm. fucking powerful moment in this album. I feel, but every song is stronger than like fifty percent of Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix, and that's what 
I want to say about the album. And that's why it's my number one, because Wolfgang meant so much to me. Like as it's an all timer. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, it was in the first round of draft picks whenever we did our uh, album draft. However long ago that was. I wonder I think who I, fucking took it. From yeah, me. I wonder who fucking took it. It was me. It was me. I yeah. took it. Because and it's, it's took, one of my most influential albums ever. Like and it you inspired took a so system of a down album from me. Yeah. Which well, I haven't forgotten. Get the fuck over it. So um, I, I listened to better. this album for the first time today. Today? Yeah. Oh, when you guys, fucking snooped to my goddamn playlist? Guys, yeah. Phoenix had a new album. Danny and I were out here in the group chats being like, yo, Phoenix had a new album. It's really good. I, I, I was like, I, shut I had up, it, you fucking moron. I had it on my list. Like I said, I wrote down like 40 albums <laughs> this year. It was on that list of 40 of like stuff to get to eventually. Half of them were King Gizzard albums. Yeah. <laughs> And that's your own fault because they're all seven and a half I, hours long. I know, so. how, I know how you feel now. The way you two disrespect King Gizzard is how you feel about Coheed. Yeah, you get it now. Thank I you. Do. Thank Fuck you. Except it's actually And remember, worse. I sided with you with Coheed. Yeah, you did. I did. I respect both of you. That's why I wasn't going to interrupt anything that you said about King Gizzard. So People next year, next year, yeah. Drew will have both <laughs> King Gizzard and Coheed on. I can't wait for that. That's gonna yeah. be I can't wait till um, he brings up some fucking pavement album and I'm just going to be like, this shit sucks. Yeah. It's garbage. I, I wish this is fucking derivative. That's um, that is all I listened to last year. I don't have time for your fucking King Gizzard. In King the Gizzy, Lizzy, Wizzy. Um, no, this album is so good. It's like a clean, it's, it's a clean 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, you love to see it. 35 minutes. It's I'm telling you, it's it's a really good album. No skippable songs. Yeah. You can listen to it from beginning to end. There's plenty of songs that stand on their own. Um, it's a masterpiece. I love the only one and season oh, the, two. The fucking season two. Oh. Uh, winter solstice. Uh, I think that I made guys sick of that song because on the winter solstice this past year, I may have listened to it like approximately seven times. Oh, yeah. so nothing like, wrong with that. Doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. It just wanted to vibe out. It's it has like a diversity song to song to it that like it keeps you engaged, but all the songs are like three and a half, four minutes. So like yeah. you never get sick of a beat because by the time that you start to feel something goes on for too long, we move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, I think Artifact is my favorite song in the album, just really? because that yeah, is that's a good one. It's such like a classic Phoenix strokes. Or like two thousand song that is just so good. I love Alpha how we Zulu. got his attention once we said strokes. Yeah, I know. Like that's when yeah, he was like, he was I'm like, like a dude, maybe I'll respect well, their. Opinion. I only know Ooh. certain words, you know. I'm like, oh, huh, huh? treat. <laughs> Someone say treat. Strokes. Strokes. Yeah. Um, Julia. Park. Yeah, no. Park. Going to walk. A walk. Oh, <laughs> this is this is in the slate of albums that could be. I, I originally, to be honest with you, I had this in my like top four, and that was like. No, it's too soon. I have to put this lower. Like I was like, no, no, no. It was like I'm October. Giving, I've listened to right? this too much. Like I, I, I have to put it down lower. It was like in October to... and yeah, uh, uh, November fourth was whenever it came out. Originally, my number one was King Gizzard, and then I moved this up because I can't stop. It's no, I it. really, I feel that. I just kind of keep putting this on like every day whenever I'm working. Like so much of this album is in my like uh, Spotify Wrapped. And to add and on to it, months. this guy is an actor in What We Do in the Shadows. That's yeah. right. Mm. Yes, yes, that's right. Love that guy. Um, he Okay, it's all clicking now. Because that scene, he's also sitting at the same table as Sofia Coppola, who directed the movie that the song is On in, the Rocks. That you were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah, identical. Okay, well, that makes sense. 
So that's Alpha Zula by Phoenix. It's Danny's number one. And Hunter, you had it at number seven. seven. Drew, let's get into it. Skinty fear. <sighs> Nonagon <Okay>. Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop. Why does he disrespect us? It's okay. Let's talk MTJ. Come on, I'm ready. I'm really excited to talk about this. This, yeah, this Fontaine's DC album, uh, it just, it just hits, it hits high school Drew and it hits current Drew at the same time, which is all that I could ever ask for from an album. Period. You know, Um, it's you know we're talking like a a minor key bleak sound. Like the album is bleak. It is not a happy album. Um, It gets the award for the only album that it made me cry this year. Uh, and I, you can probably guess what song is the couple across the way, mm-hmm. the accordion song, oh, AKA so good. It, yeah. It's just, it's really, really powerful. But uh, y- like you were just speaking of track sequencing in the Phoenix album, that's the secret behind why this album doesn't get old because a lot of the sounds are recycled from song to song, but we are switching shit up from track to track. Um, like for example uh right after the couple across the way is fucking skinty fia which is a a ridiculously different song it 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 was the first single that that got my attention was jackie down the line which i'll talk about but skinty has it has like a mid-2000s sound to it that it's not just like later 2000s like you know heavy reverbed out all right monkeys it is it it's like uh Kasabian, uh like British, like Britpop era um minor key like alt rock music because it has like an almost like machine type drone track that no other song on the whole album has. Um and th- and that's how the album stays interesting. There's like there's always like one element to every song that isn't in any of the other songs, even if they maintain almost everything else uh, in similarity. It just fucking rocks. It just rocks. It's 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 bleak. It's like dour. Um, it's it's sour. It sounds wizened. It sounds like de- it's it's depression in an album. Mm. Um, it has one of the most unique sounds I've heard in years. Actually, not it, just this year. Like I, I haven't immediately fallen in love with a new band as quickly as I did with this. Band. I know, and they're not even a new band. They're new to us. Right. But like I, I went back into their old discography because I was so struck by this album and I was like, they they, they never sounded like this. Like this is a, a, a whole cloth new creation by them um, led by, like I said, lead single Jackie Down the Line. Phenomenal single. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs of the year. Jockey Down the um, Line. I Love You was my most played track of the year. Really? This year. Nice. That, fu- that owns. That, yeah, that song is fucking unbelievable and that kind of speaks toward the strength of the album is that it's it's repetition that also somehow builds even though it's repetitive right i love you i love you i told you Um, i did i i just i could not Mm. like to think of the the what i experienced this year was a song like that being constantly recommended to me by the (laughs) algorithm and for me to never get sick of it, not only to not get sick of it, but to put it on my heavy rotation playlist at the top. Mm-hmm. It was like my heavy rotation playlist was like, Witch You, The Way It Shatters. You're welcome for Witch You. I love you. And <laughs> the, I, I just like could not stop listening to those songs. And I, 
you know, like I said last year with um, St. Vincent, it got to a point where like I had to stop. This did not happen with this album. Yeah, every time this exactly so- a song from this album came up, I it's, was like, yes, it's let's the only go. album that I never stopped listening to. Yeah, I mean, ever since you put me on, uh, oh, sorry, ever since you put me on Fontaine's DC, I was just like, wow, this is an incredible album. The only reason it didn't make my list is because I knew you would have it. Yeah, I to be honest, this was one that was just like. I don't have to stress about where to fit this in because I know that you will have this on here. This album's great. It's fucking amazing. It, just, it really is like it's it's not just if like Arctic Monkey is natural tra- trajectory because this has like so much more of a mature sound. Than yeah, Arctic it's Monkey's older. Ever had. It's 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 bleak. Yeah, like, it's gloomy. It is, it's yeah, dour. it reaches a level of despair that they have never reached. Yes. And it almost it. it similarly like it has it scratches the itch of like really old interpol yes i actually was gonna mention interpol that there's a lot yeah because interpol was like a like a more minor key version of the strokes like a more like bleak uh kind of raspy version of the strokes like this album for me was what i wanted king cruel to sound like (laughs) this is what i what i wanted him to go this goes way harder yeah it's just like instrumentally for me, better than King Cruel and then like the vocals as well. King it's just Cruel, like, yeah, because I no, I agree because I love King Cruel a lot, but he tends to be up his own ass in terms of being like, no, I'm going to do another th- song that's like 50 beats a minute. <laughs> They're going to love it. And th- <laughs> I mean, the, the opener track on this thing in in Agri. All right, hold on a second. Say it. It's like a weird. In Agri Go Deo. Now you're not using an accent for old Irish. Go. Yeah. It it weirdly, yeah, it weirdly does pay like a lot of homage to like old Irish tradition and roots. I mean, Skinty Fab is a, is like a term taken from the vocalist's grandmother. Yeah. Something deer. Yeah. Demon deer. Um, the damnation of the deer. I like in this, in my brain, this album is indistinguishable from um, the the uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Yes, <laughs> Irish lore. Yeah, Gold exactly. It's, it's the one go. realm that you can handle. Irish pride. It's Ireland. <laughs> I know, and uh, trust me, secretly Irish. I, I you never like the least Irish person. <laughs> I know. I never thought I would respect the Irish in any way. Hunter. He's going to be popping I, off on St. Patrick's Day. How <laughs> dare you say that to? An Irish-born Boston boy like me. Uh, <laughs> Dropkick Murphy's Dropkick Mur- out, skinty. Flogging Molly. Open air. You're spoiling his number one. It's, it's, it's the Departed. No, it's the Departed soundtrack. Um, Jackie Down the Line was obviously like a big hit for me, but I think my favorite might be the closing track. I, I don't know how to put Nabokov. Yeah, Nabokov. Nabokov. Yeah, yeah it's phenomenal. It like, sounds like a mission that would be in Modern Warfare 2, but it sounds yeah. like no Russian. It sounds like a, a sniper you would unlock at level 60, but it, yeah, it, it slaps so fucking hard. And that's not even one of the most played songs on the album. Like it just like front to back, it's giving you so much variance, even though, like I said, they all share similar elements. The vocalist has a very, very limited range. He just knows exactly what to do. He has very a very stark fucking delivery. Yeah. Not a lot of notes. Most of the songs are pretty monotonous, vocally speaking. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's that's totally fine. I think 
I, I mean, I think the ingredient that made this my number one is that, that like, I'm just a sucker for reverb. I love reverb. It's it's perfectly calibrated, and you can tell, like, it sounds that, like he's. It sounds like this album is being played in an empty stadium. Yeah, it, it, but like you a, can like tell in like Chernobyl that they've <laughs> they've arrived at this sound over over multiple albums. This is their third album, and you know, going back to my number ten, Yard Act. Like the reason why I keep linking these albums together is just because it feels like. It, it, it is kind of two sides of the same coin in, in the sense that like they are approaching the same sound, but Fontaine's are approaching it in a way that feels so much more developed and so much more mature. It, it, with me, Yard Act is like, I see the potential. That album means a lot to me because of what they'll do with their second album, with their yeah. third album. Like I can see the potential with this one. It with, with Fontaine's, it feels like they have reached their potential. Yeah, like they have actualized. It, it sounds what like they a, were an endpoint. Like, like the, the way that like songs like "I Love You" like hit a high, where it's like you know ju- you you want to scream the chorus along with them because it's so monotonous that you can and yeah. you can hit the you know he's like I had to be the fucking man. <laughs> like it, it's yeah, it's it's perfection to me. Like I I couldn't really ask for anything more. Um, it, it's it scratches the itches I had in high school. Um, as like a, a nascent, like a young depressed boy, and as a a, a more as an adult, as an older boy, as an older depressed boy, yeah. 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 <laughs> At the same time, she defines the only answer. Oh, the opening track, yeah. Oh. Mm. Gone ah. is the day. Gone is, is the, the night. night. It's, it's it's a great album. It's, it's Max. The vote, yeah, yeah. The vote. It's. It, I don't know. It's hard to have a vocalist that limited and arrange him to the fucking front. Like you hear his ass because his lyrics are unbelievably good. Uh, the mixing is great and he knows what he can do. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, pr- and that's everyone, everyone else too. Like the fucking drummer. Yeah. The, he goes in. Yeah. The, the like, drum oh smack. No God. one is doing anything complicated. It's just all right. Like yeah. it's, it's all great. Yeah. They're all playing the correct stuff. And that's, yeah. that's my favorite kind of music. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad. I thought you were gonna hit us with some fucking quickly, quickly shit that nobody has ever heard of. <laughs> I gave you well, fucking Nula for Yanya number three. I was betting like Danny and I were about to put in a bet. Like, how much you want to bet that Drew is gonna pick something that nobody has ever heard about? It's like, so I did pick this artist. He did kill himself last year, but before he died. <laughs> This is posthumous album. It's dedicated to his dead cat. Yeah, it was actually recorded in like the 1800s, but yeah, they just is, it's it. like a link later project. It was recorded 13 years yeah. ago. It was just now released. They today. just found it on the inside of like a clay pot, right? Like, and he has a, a song tape. called "Green Tea," which is just about him having green tea with his grandfather. Yeah. They they struggled to transfer it to digital. They had to like recover it. Yeah, his grandfather killed him. Also, it's all interpretation. <laughs> of the Oh, skinty fia. Uh, skinty fia. Yeah. Uh, what what an incredible yeah. album! Yeah. Cannot wait. It's to the see only album I never stopped listening to. Yeah, it, if, it had if to be. If you didn't one. exist, it probably would have been top five for me. Wow! Yeah. Oh my I god! Wish, <laughs> I wish I didn't exist. <laughs> but, but, well, you also showed me them, so it's kind of like a you know. That's fair. Catch twenty two, yeah. but like if I knew you weren't going to put it on your list, right. it would have been up there for me. Hell yeah! yeah. That All means, right, Hunter. That means a lot. Close us out. So we've talked about a lot of like heady albums and like albums that have a lot of emotion. I I know what's what's left for you. A lot of like 
albums that are just like really complex and trying to express a lot. But at the end of the day, I have one thing to tell you guys. And you know what that is? I'm cocaine's Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's push a tease. I'm it's almost dry. Okay. Um, before you start, does this have anything to do with the fact that this was Tom Brady's favorite album? Um, you mean 80 for Brady? Yeah, is this film? is this on it did, did Pusha T do the 80 for Brady soundtrack? I think you're ta- I think that's what you're thinking. <laughs> um no, uh Pusha T called his own shot. He said, I'm about to release the rap album of the year. And guess what? Uh he fucking did. Um this album is perfect. It's the best thing that Pusha T has ever been associated with. It is 12 tracks, six of them are produced by Kanye West, six of them are produced by Pharrell Williams. Two of, I don't know, like the five greatest hip-hop producers ever? Like, whenever you're combining this of two of the best producers of all time with Pusha T, who I would say is probably the best lyricist rapper alive, and you're just putting this together, it was kind of something that was made to be magical and it delivered on every single promise. This is just an album. This is, there's something to it that is a little bit smooth brain. I feel like we've talked a lot about like, Oh, this is like very heady and like, they're actually getting to a lot of like deep emotional themes here. But you know, what's great at the end of the day is you just put on fucking bangers. And at the end of the day, uh, I just couldn't stop listening to this album all 12 tracks for this are in my Spotify wrapped. Like all 12 tracks are taking up half of my Spotify playlist. My, I think my, so, my second most listened to song was off the top. I just kind of can't listen, to, can't stop listening to everything that's on this album. Like front to back, there's no skips. Everything that Pusha is doing is bring something dynamic and unique to every track. But you know, he's not reinventing the wheel. He's never going to make a Mr. Morale. And I think that a difference that I've had where previous to other years where I would have tried to put this pressured of like, well, you know, it's lesser than because it's not dealing with all these heady albums. And the thing is that that's not true. Like that. The thing is that this is also just like the catchiest album of the year. It's the album that I could not stop listening to. Didn't matter if I was in a happy mood, a sad mood, angry, uh, worried. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to throw this shit on and just kind of let this whole, all 35 minutes of this just wash over me and yeah, just get sucked track, into this all. track by track. Like this could have been like my number two be just because I'd listened to it so much this year. It's, it's so listenable. I mean, Daytona was my number one the year that that came out. That's Hell yeah. ki- that's kind of why I put this one lower, just because like I've already given him his flowers. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're now doing it. It's no, I mean, Daytona is also like it's one of my of favorite albums in ever in its own right. And I, but I just think that this is like it's more cohesive of an album, if that makes sense. This feels like like Daytona. I love that album, but like that was part of the Good Fridays. Remember when Ken, when Kanye was good, guys? Um, whenever <laughs> he was putting out that. That is another thing. Why I'm putting this at number one is because it feels like maybe there's a little bit of like nostalgia to it that this is probably going to be the last good thing that Kanye is ever going to be associated with. And I think wow. I've come to terms with that. Yeah. 
I, he actually has incredible bars on this album. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Donda two didn't make any of our lists. Uh, so that that's the out? one that I forgot. Oh, shit. oh, that's there's always one every year. I thought it was um, Jesus is King. The second <laughs> Jesus is, ki- Jesus is uh re King. Um, no, I, I mean, this whole album is just straight fucking bangers. I mean, between, uh, let the smokers shine the coops dreaming of the past neck and wrist, which is probably up there with the best produced out songs of the year of just so, so fucking good diet Coke. Of course, straight fucking banger. Rock- I, listen, I listen to that song a lot. That's one of my songs of the year for sure. Rock and roll. <laughs> the it's a kid. See ghost reunion of a uh, kid Cudi and Kanye coming back together for definitely the last time. Cause now mm. they do not like each other no. at all. Um, scrape it off. You mentioned, uh, with Don Tolliver and Lil Uzi Vert, just fucking incredible. And then we're just going to close out the album with labyrinth and malice on. I pray for you. Fucking chef's kiss just absolute perfection this is an album i'm just i haven't been able to stop listening to it since it came out uh in april and i still haven't i saw him live at the plaza in orlando here a few months ago and just fucking incredible oh my god saw people just straight up just doing blow (laughs) like right next to me somebody just just i so uh johnson and johnson Mm. Live uh, during Diet Coke, they have instructions for how to make crack cocaine on the projector screens in front of you. And I just saw a guy just like not even trying to hide it, just like vibing, vibing, dancing out. And then he just like stopped dancing and just like reached into his wallet, pulled out a bag and like just took a fat. Like I was just like, (laughs) dog, like have some discretion here. (laughs) Like nobody gave a plaza. It's the plaza live. People um, people are very open about their cocaine use these days. Well, we are, we do live in central Florida. So that does make sense. Well, I was in San Francisco and I saw. Oh, at outside. So much. Yeah. Damn. I well, that's like that's the bougie shit. Cocaine yeah. is child's play nowadays. Yeah. Um, I th- I thought I had heard this song, uh, something. Die Coke. That's a joke. No, right? it's the one with Nigo. Uh, no, man, it was. It's on this album. On it's almost dry. Uh, help hear me clearly. Oh, oh yeah. hear me clearly. Is it's incredible. on Nigo's album. I know Nigo. It, which it's an album. It has like it's a collective of like a bunch of different rappers, nice. like Tyler the Creators on it, Pharrell's on it, um, ASAP Rocky's on it, and Pusha T's on it. And so I was like, I've heard this song before. So wait, the, al- the that song is on both albums. Yeah, it's on. Oh, it's like it's a on compilation. An album called I Know Nigo. Oh, 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 oh Nigo is a producer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's. It's just so good. I some of the bars on here, not just from Pusha T, but just from everybody who's collaborating, is just like the t- like top top tippity top n- notch of just rap lyricism. I didn't want to uh, is it leave the, any. Is it the, so for me? The only reason I didn't give this album is a chance is because I just associate Pusha T with rapping about cocaine nonstop. I mean, well, it's not nonstop. He does rap about like cocaine. He gets very creative with he, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of like, 
It's it's artistic. It's just like yeah, it, no, it's uh, like I'm really good at like doing this one thing and like rapping. I'm doing good at doing else. this type of rap. It's this type of like quote unquote gangster rap. It's this type of like former like I'm I'm drug dealing music. Like that's always what he calls it in his songs, which he's just the best version of yeah, that. I and mean, like I think that there's no one close to him when it comes to that type of rap and just his general lyricism. I guess like in is, this day and age, it's like very big to like be that. Cause like how many, like aside from like mumble rappers who are like fake gangsters, like Yeet. he's the only that, one that's doing it well. You, well, you Pusha T think- also like straight up did come from these streets. Yeah. Like Pusha T was fully like, yeah, on, like up. he's not actually, there's nothing fake about anything that Pusha T was like ever doing. That's why, uh, rewinding the clock to the Pusha T Drake beef whenever Drake tried to start shit with Pusha T and Pusha T was like Bro, I will come for uh, your life Adonis? right now it was a Don yeah right? the Bro. life of a Don um, yeah like was wild yeah he was like don't you ever fucking say my name in your <laughs> verses or else I will dox your child to the world like don't come for me bro and I think that's one of the things that I just love about Push T is that there's something kind of unadulterated about him. Yeah. There's something that is just kind of it's so classic in everything that he is bringing to the table. It's just it's it's fucking excellent. It's it's so good. You can also just it's, listen to it without paying attention to the lyrics, and it's still yeah. And music. because again, it's Kanye and Pharrell who yeah. did all the beats, and, and yeah, and he has he has perfect delivery and flow yeah which is i to me more important than the content of the right lyrics. yeah and the also cadences he, are yeah and, well, and also it's a, it's about how you rap about what you're rapping about more than about like what you're exactly rapping about. yeah and the way yeah. that he's doing it is is incredible you know what i mean unmatched there there are rappers who will rap about like what happened to them when they were a kid and it sounds like dog shit <laughs> because they're not good at rapping yeah yeah you know all right that's our list the best of 2022 Best albums, 2022. It's almost dry by Pusha T is Hunter's number one. You can mm-hmm. find the full list in the comments, in the description, in the show notes below. Check them out. We'll put them up on the website, webottomike.net. Thank you all for listening. Uh, should we do some quick fire honorable uh, mention? I, I have some that I can fire through super duper quick. Okay. Yeah, um, so my hardest cut was The Dream by Alt-J. Yeah, I thought um, you were going to have that on there. Yeah, I, really I fucking love too. this album. The only reason I didn't put it on here was just because I really wanted to make space for J.I.D. Uh, and I shouted out Alt-J during our Halfway Through the Year pod, but that album is fucking incredible. It's a return to form for Alt-J. Really love it. Um, Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. Shout out to Dane. Also had this one on his. Uh, this is it's my number thirteen. This was another one of my toughest cuts. I really love this song. Uh, Who gonna beat my ass? Just fucking straight banger. There's so many different influences that are coming in of hip hop and metal and like this post 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 punk sound that's coming in there that just it rules. I really love that. Um, drill music and Zion. Lupe Fiasco put out an album this year and it fucking rules. It's it was kind of a tough cut for me, which I was not expecting. Um, Yeah, no, highly recommend. It makes me happy for the future of what Lupe's got going on. Uh, Devil on the Couch. Uh, Satan on the recliner, Beelzebub on the futon. <laughs> yeah, 
Lucifer on the sofa, baby. By Lucifer on the spork. <laughs> by spoon. Fork. Uh, knife. The knife. Great album. It's not the knife. Spoon just added again doing its thing. Dawn FM by the weekend. Yeah. Very um, early 22. Album. Yeah. It kind of was an album that I forgot about because it came out like the Shout first week of Carey. January. Um, Midnight by Taylor Swift. Wet Leg by Wet Leg. Yep. I don't think I've listened to a single second. It's of good. good album. Swift it's album. a good album. Um, Me neither. It's good. The Taylor album is good. Uh, so is Wet Leg. Oh, uh, couple Wet Leg. smaller artists. Just want to shout out real quick. Where the Heart Is by Sweet Pill. Really, really great. Uh, kind of pop punky, modern sound to it. Love that album a lot. Uh, Everything Was Forever by Sea Power. Songbook by The Lazy Eyes. Shout out to friend of the pod, Nate. Turned us on to uh, turn me on to the lazy eyes, and then uh, one last album is, and I lost it here. Wah, wah, wah. So okay, I'll jump in. Okay, hop uh, in. Laurel Hell by Mitski. Yep, that was on my top ten for a while. Had to take it off. It's such a good album. The Car by Arctic Monkeys. Nope, El Coche. Uh, that will. I pop thought up it, here in a second. I thought it was solid. Uh, also, shout out to my brother. Mauricio, Un Verano Sin Ti by Bad Boonie. <laughs> cool. cool. His number one album. Damn, he year. turned you on to some indie shit. Huh? Uh, yeah. I listened to this <laughs> album today uh, for the first time. Listen, Bad Bunny gets really good producers. This is a great album. S- yeah, no, it same rocks. with um, same with Rosalia. Like, they get great producers. Bad Bunny himself, I don't like the way his voice sounds. Like his vocal quality. Yeah. Rosalia has an incredible voice. And that's that album could have made my list if I had listened Motomami. to it. She she's awesome. Yeah. Uh Coping Mechanism by Willow. Uh shout out to Young the Giant with American Bollywood. I thought that was a solid effort. I I, I thought like they were it was really cool how they used like Indian music as an influence yes. throughout the entire album. Um Chloe in the Next Twentieth Century by Father John Misty. And The Tipping Point by Tears for Fears. I wrote down a bunch of tipping other point, albums yeah. that uh, I meant to listen to and I just didn't. Mm-hmm. So it would just be a waste of everyone's time if I just read all the titles because I, I, it seems like you're like begging us to be like, no, Ernest, please. List them out. Did you remember your last one, Hunter? No, go ahead. No, Hunter's okay. on like Reddit. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find um, <laughs> albums. I do want to shout out are uh, "Cool It Down" by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Ooh, they're uh, back. "Surrender" by Maggie Rogers. "Gemini Rights" by Steve Lacey. Hey, that's yeah. on mine too. Even though, can you believe how big Steve Lacey habit. got? TikTok killed him. It's, it's insane. The, yeah, have you seen the videos of him at his gigs this yeah, year? Just yeah. like yeah, leaving. You, you posted that. Well, he video. hates it because a bad habit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, all, it's, it's funny because like, whenever that album came out, I was like, "Yo, bad habits so catchy." I like showed guy that song, and then it became a TikTok trend. That's like not a even week my favorite. My favorite song would be "Sunshine" on that album. It's Sunshine a gr- It's a really good album. It has some filler, which is why it didn't yeah. make my list. But Same. it is a really good album, and it's it's kind of finally him cashing in on like the promise of that EP in 2017, which yeah. was like I, I talked about it back then. But uh, yeah, fuck yeah, good for him. You know, I'm glad he's famous. Uh, what else I got on here? Uh, Sick by Earl Sweatshirt was also really good. Yeah, I feel yep. like he's finally coming that was back a good one. to being a good like artist. Louie by Kenny Beats. That was my number t- 13. That album is mm. so good. It's a dedication it's to his one. father, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's, it's yeah, it's a, just a really, really great beat album. Like, 
awesome album. Yeah, it's so good. Easy listen. It's like lo-fi, but like way better. It's it's really great uh, working album. Like yeah. listen while you're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Shadow Globe by Flip Turn. And I will say this really quickly. Remember that you will die by Polyphia. And that's it. Uh, real quick, I remember the artist that I want to shout. Uh, everything- Harry Sayer. Harry Styles. Sorry. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's this guy from One Direction. Um, Wrong Harry. Harry Sayer. <laughs> uh, one album that was a tough cut for me was Everything Was Beautiful by Spiritualized. Mm. Have you guys ever heard of Spiritualized? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're an artist that you like listen to and you're like, this is great. And then, like, the last three minutes of the song happen, it just kind of devolves, yeah. <laughs> like, as you're listening like, to it. Yeah, very noisy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Good band. Yep. Um, uh, a lot, a few that you mentioned, Danny, but uh, the ones that no one's mentioned, uh, my number 11 was MJ Lenderman with Boat Songs, which is my true old man album, because it's, like, it's, like, borderline straight up country but it's like garagey indie rock country. I'll share this on my work playlist. Listen, if you're if you're an indie person who likes Pine Grove, just just take another step into you don't have to be scared of country just cuz most of it's bad. That doesn't mean it's all just bad cuz it sounds like country. That's stupid. Uh Danger Mouse and Black Thought put yep. out an album together called mm. Cheat Codes. It's so good. Black Thought is is one of the most underrated rappers ever because he's been in the roots. He's he hasn't done a lot of solo stuff. But he's he's fucking phenomenal. He can go toe to toe with any '90s rapper, like in terms of just straight up structure. He's very good. The beats are great. It's a great album. Um, I'm, a lot of stuff that's been mentioned. Seafoam walls. If you're going for a very small, nice. Band. Yes, yo, seafoam walls. That's another one that's a deep cut on here that uh, Spotify Discover. Band. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It, the album is XVI. Uh, it's it's a great album. They're yeah, they're they're just a really good I they they strike me as a a band that you'll like if you've been in a band and you just like and you like indie music. Um Grace Ives, Janky Star. Have you guys good listened album. to this? Yeah, yeah. It's like good really, really good pop, just like straightforward like indie pop rock music. And uh it could have it could have even made my list if i listened to it more i came i came to it very late but it's a it's a super super solid album um and then if you want to get in on the ground floor on a band that sounds a lot like the war on drugs uh the band is good looks and the album is called bummer year they they're they're doing a hell of a fucking impression of war on drugs like old war on drugs and it's it's great i'm taking notes i'm into that i'm into that um. All right. Most disappointing album. We by Arcade Fire. Dog, uh, dog yeah. shit. Wasn't what? expecting anything. Yeah. We by Arcade Fire and the. I'm sororry It's the car by Arctic Monkeys. Hey, that album man. sucks, guys. I'm sorry. Wasn't it's not expect- good. Why are you guys expecting? I, well, the albums? thing is, they're, these bands. I was have proven that they're done. No, I was expecting more from Arcade Fire than I was from Arctic Monkeys. Um. To yeah. be honest, I. I don't hate everything now. I think everything now has a lot of filler too, but I also think that there's a couple really good songs. I think it there. has, I think it has two great songs. That's it. A couple great songs. And will, like I said, will is canceled. Right? Uh, and so, yeah, there's that. I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I gotta be real here. It's an artist who I had on my best of the year. I think two years ago, I was not a fan of Rina Sawayama's album. No, it's dog shit. It's, it's awful. such a bummer. It came out it's on bad. a time when Guy and I were going on a road trip. And what's one of our favorite things whenever a new album by an artist that we love comes out while we're going on a road trip. Because it's like sweet. We can just fully 
dive in, immerse ourselves into it. And it is just it's, not no, good. It's it's a bad album. It sucks because her last album is so good. I mm-hmm. love that album. And it just it, it was a big disappointment for me. You blew it. Um, another series of, uh, I guess, misses for me were Red Hot Chili Peppers just got John Frusciante back. Oh, yeah, Unlimited Love. Yeah, Unlimited Love. And I thought you said that you liked yes. this album Return, Return of the Dream Canteen. It has too much filler. It's yeah. way too much filler. There's, like, there's some songs that slap, but then there's some that are just like, why is this here? But they still got it live. Hey, John Frusciante live save that band. I mean, whatever, whatever, like the equivalent of CTE is for heroin. <laughs> that's what he's got. So, congrats <laughs> to him for still being able to play guitar yeah. at all. That he, that boy has been cooked he's, himself. He's actually got like tons of band aids like all over his like his arms. Oh, like that's window. so sad. No. Well, like as a, oh, I would imagine boy. it's a style choice almost at this point. Like, it's like wearing it? his past on his sleeve. I mean, he's wearing like, like cargo shorts and like a loose ass polo and like high socks. And then he's got like the band-aids and he's, he's ripping at the guitar. Like he's absolutely straight, straight up out of 1997. He has yeah. just not, not changed yeah. all with this wardrobe hey, we, day. We got tickets and they blew us away. Like mm. Red Hot Chili Peppers mm. live still got it. Their music, not so much. <laughs> but like they had some good songs on it. Like I think there were like some like, you know, worth noting. But other than that, albums as a whole were some huge letdowns. I'm trying to think if there's any other letdowns for me. We got to wrap it up. Two Door Cinema Club. Letdown. That was a big letdown for me, dude. I, I. Man, two door cinema. Honestly, they've never reached up they to the highs of tourist history. They fell from tourist history is such a fucking good album, and it's just kind of been a downward trajectory since then. I liked a uh, game show that came out like 2017, 2018. The single so, they came out with, it was just phenomenal. It was a wonderful life. Yeah, and then everything else on that album, complete trash. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, quick shout out to the Instagram repliers when I asked what their favorite albums were. At Andrea LMAO said Joji uh, Smithereens. He put oh, out an album yeah. this year. Did you? And yeah, did. at Travi Travieso said Viagra Boys Cave World. Wow, those boys, they're Cave still World. around. Nice. Huh? Oh, I know him. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you. Thanks for replying. Um, a weird shout out, but may, arguably one of my, maybe my favorite song of the year is by Brax plus Falcon which is Alan Brax and Panda Bear from Animal Collective. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. um, And someone named DJ Falcon. Oh, there was also an Animal Collective album out I know. this year. Yeah. But, well, listen, though, this, because that album I didn't, I didn't love, but this is an EP. The song is called Step by Step. It's, it's like crazy good, like transcendentally a good song. Oh, um, yeah. It's just like one of those songs that just dropped like on its own. So you're like, okay, whatever. But like, man, it's good. Holy fuck. It's good. Mm. All right. It's time to wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment. Let us know what you thought of all our top tens. Check out webottomike.net to sign up for episodes in your inbox. Delivered weekly as we upload them. Thank you, Danny. Thanks for coming on. I love Thanks, I love Danny episodes. This is what? Because I get to, 12 hours? Exactly. Because <laughs> I get to justify having McDonald's now because it's really late. Not bad. Well, your brother. Right? See? Thank you yeah, so much for no coming problem. on. I Always hope we have you on again soon, maybe for a special uh, episode. Yeah, I'm down. I think we, we next got episode would be 20. 
Oh, oh, I forgot about the, oh, the it's counter. It's got to be a Danny Spectacular The big old then. counter. I have to do a big thing. Are you sure this is not 20 right now because we split this into I two? I don't know, but we can just say the next one okay. is 20. Okay, we'll say it. We'll say it. <laughs> it's true. Hey, also, it's 2023. Uh, I'm opening up the Discord. So join the Discord. It's been quiet. I don't have the bandwidth to keep up with it. So I'm opening up the floodgates. Listen, get in mods there. are asleep. Fellas. I would be I'd be happy if we just moved our group chat over to Discord so we could actually have multiple conversations at once. Instead of just like me wanting to yeah. like drop a picture and like <laughs> ruining whatever someone else was saying. Yeah. Because I will do that anyway, but I don't wanna. Mm. Join the Discord uh link below and thank you, all you beautiful donors, for donating. You keep the show alive you can donate at anchor.fm slash we bought a mic next week it's tv shows the best Guys, i'm gonna have to shows. buy a television aren't i for oh, next week i thought you had a mic i'm gonna, Is have, that to, not I'm gonna have to watch eight tv shows <laughs> <laughs> you got survivor and package i didn't finish survivor because i heard people were mad um, okay so white lotus you heard that people baggage. weren't mad so you're like i'm not interested um jeopardy Okay. <laughs> did um, Love Is Blind have a new season? You, you, they did, and it was trash. Don't bother. Is that not your favorite show of the year? So that'll be no. like what number six? Then, I think or? my favorite might be Rehearsal. Okay, let's go. Okay. Rehearsal, and then that'll uh, definitely come up. Severance. Hell yeah! Shark I don't know. Tank. Ooh, I don't know if picks. either of those shows exist. I've watched all of Shark Tank instead of watching one good show. <laughs> Shark Tank is awesome. It is. Shark Tank rules. So we had a whole discussion about Shark Tank. Was it just you and me like last week? I don't know. I was just talking about Shark Tank with somebody. Who's your favorite show? Shark Tank and why rules. is it Robert Herjavec? <laughs> so for <laughs> for Christmas, I, I literally got my girlfriend a, a custom. I made this. It's a t-shirt with Robert wearing like a little puppy costume on it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I always wait for Robert's. Him. Robert is an angel. I yeah, got I rules. got my girlfriend for her birthday. There's uh, an Etsy that does shitty drawings of people. And it was a shitty drawing of Robert Herjavec. <laughs> oh, yeah. That rocks. It's literally that called shitty so drawings. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that rules. Thank you all for listening. Happy 2023. Stay tuned for the rest of Listomania. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.